Welcome to the last ever episode of the Alpharetta's podcast. My name is David McNeil. I'm the editor-in-chief at Zero Indent, and I was the host of this show for seven years. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Beehill. What's up? It honestly is so weird to be doing this. It's We were on break for so long. Yeah. And so, so much has happened I know. Since, since we last filmed one of these. We've tried to put in a few few episodes here and there, but it's, yeah, it's there's, been... There's been nibbles. We've done a few... I've done a few different side projects, but we haven't, like, done an episode of this show in oh, over a year. Yeah, at it's least like a over year a year. Months, yeah. Um, which is kind of fucking crazy. And Ooh. even longer, even longer before, before... Like, there was there was a lead time for that where we had recorded it and it didn't come out for, like, a month. So it was even longer than that since we recorded. Yeah, there was there were a heap, there were there was a period of time where episodes were still coming out, but we had not recorded shit. Mm. <laughs> and it was just like we were kind of like we're gonna do something. And it was like, eh. nah, the world's kind of ending. I think it it was hard to justify when everything felt awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> that being said, that being said, um, some of the stuff we did in the interim was quite fun. But look, today I thought what better way to kind of wrap up this show um, and kind of send it off in in style. Um, to talk about something that is very fitting for us. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of Bo Burnham stuff and it has been some of our more popular content. Um, so I figured to kind of wrap up the show, we would cover, you know, what is in in my view, his best work. Um, so this week we're talking about the meaning of Bo Burnham's Inside. Um, so Bo Burnham's Inside is a 2021 Netflix special written, filmed, edited, and performed by Bo Burnham. Um, and it's his first comedy special after quitting stand-up at the end of Make Happy in 2016. Which he definitely did do. Which, he did quit. Which he definitely did record. do, and we were we right, were correct. so fuck you. <laughs> Anyone in the fucking comments of that fucking video, anybody who sent me emails being like, you're wrong, he's, I've, I fucking told you so. Mm. I fucking told you, don't come out, don't at me, and don't at me after this. No. And, and retrospectively, oh, I realized actually, <laughs> actually, I knew the whole time. Um, <laughs> and when I said that, I was just goofing on you, on you boys. Like, shut the fuck up. Get out of here. <laughs> Before we get into the summary, what do you what do you fucking think of this? Well, because this was this show, like this came out like what, like six months ago. Yeah, I think it's been out for a while. I didn't watch it when it came out because the world was ending, and I figured don't have time for Bob Burnham. Also, mm-hmm. I think I forgot our Netflix password, so for a while I couldn't get onto right. Netflix. Yeah. Um, so I even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Um, but watching it now, like it's I mean, it's classic Bob Burnham. Mm-hmm. I think it. I was exposed to a lot of these songs through TikTok because I have a like horrendous TikTok addiction now, um, like most people, I think, oh, except yeah. for David. He's I assume you've avoided it. I haven't. I'm not even on any social. Oh, that's anymore. good. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on fucking LinkedIn. And don't that's it. don't download TikTok. It's yeah. the worst mistake I ever made. Yeah. Um. So I'd been exposed to all of these songs. So like I knew of some of them, mm-hmm. but I think you know the whole thing. It's just it's such a good package. Mm. And ironically, I think a lot of people just like completely miss the point of. I would say some that, of these. Songs. I would say that that's an accurate <laughs> statement. Um, yeah, particularly it, given the way people have and uh, it is handled them. Yeah, and it is. It is. It's. I was saying before, it gives me a lot of the um, vibes to uh, Childish Gambino's "This Is America," where it's like the message is like so, so like precise, but then like everyone's just like he dances funny. Yeah, they're <laughs> that completely missing the point. Yeah, yeah, and I think this has a similar thing where it's just like the people are just like, oh, it's funny and he he sings funny and it's a funny show and you're like, yeah, but it's really fucking depressing. I mean, I but I, th- I think also people having that reaction is kind of his point too. Mm. That he's like, look, you see what I'm fucking talking about? Like, I, there's there's an element to that which I <laughs> I think is, it's kind of, it's a, it's validating of the thing he's getting setting out to say. Yeah, I mean? and I think, and like, obviously people listen to it, they're not, not listening to it like i think the messages get through 
So I don't think it's a, it's a huge issue that it's like people are making it go viral, but you know, it, it, maybe it's the kind of thing where people need to like, think about why it, why it's going viral yeah. or how it's going viral and things like that. And, and yeah, maybe, maybe interrogate a bit more, which is what we're going to do today for as long we're, as this takes. We're us. certainly going to try this previously when we did this show, I kept it really tight. I was able to like get us down to like 40 minutes and execute. No it. rules. I am so out of practice yeah. that I'm not no, promising There's, there's no chance that this will be tight or concise. I have five pages of notes. Same. This is the most effort I've ever put into AFA. A little spoiler warning for the previous ones. I put in no yeah, fucking. He work. just turned. I did all. The, I did all the fucking. Work. Yeah, I just turned you know up. So, uh, done a lot of work this time. All right, let's get into the summary, and then we can sort of start to pick it apart. So, <clears throat> unable to leave his house due to the pandemic, Bo Burnham embarks on a plan to make an hour-long comedy special in a single room, no audience and no assistance. We follow Robert across a year and change as he creates and delivers the special in chronological sequence, appearing to make a special as he goes. About two-thirds of the way in, Bo reveals his anxiety about finishing the special, and the meta-commentary increases as we approach a breaking point. After lamenting the internet in an iconoclastic Bo Burnham tune, Bo discusses the feeling of everything happening at once, and delves into the dissociative nature of social media, depression, and the new information era. Bo takes the idea of the Kanye rant from his previous special and leans into it with All Eyes on Me, discussing both his mental health struggles whilst trying to address touring, being inside, and trying to survive 2020. We wrap up the narrative with Bo realizing that he's finished the special, and at the same time, we watch Bo leave the room, mirroring the ending of Make Happy, only this time it's a stage play. Bo, as he's greeted by the audience, is locked out of the room, and an unseen audience laughs at him for trying to return to the room like a fucking idiot. <laughs> back inside, back inside, sorry, Bo watches this on his projector, and as the laughter grows, he smiles, and we cut to credits, seemingly an honest admission that this was all a performance. Or was it? I don't fucking know anymore. Who even knows? It's really hard to say, and that's part of what we'll get into. Yep. Um... I thought we'd do what we did with the previous uh, Bo Burnham piece and just sort of step through the, the different bits in chronological sort of sequence. Yeah, I think it makes the most sense. Um, it helps us break it apart. And obviously, because a lot of these themes build on each other, that, that seems to, to make sense to me. Yeah. Cool. So we'll start with content um, and comedy, which is the sort of the way this, this opens. Um, so this is kind of our prelude. I think it's worth um, noting up the top that this room is, I sort of alluded to it already, but this room is the same room as uh, the one we see at the end of Make Happy, yep. where uh, Bo comes off stage and he's playing a song directly to the audience um, in this room. And then he goes out of that room, leaving his notebook behind, retiring from comedy and, you know, stepping into the real world for a, for a period. Yeah. Um, and what we've now got is he's he's back in he's baby. back in baby and he can't leave yeah um, because <laughs> you can't leave your house um, yes because the world ended and is still ending yes um th- this this sets up a lot of the ideas of the special in my opinion it's, pr- it's pretty good table setting um you know Bo is the sort of person who looks at uh, being inside for a year and shrugs and goes it's a problem but you know Robert's already depressed so what difference is it going to make yeah um and comedy lays out a lot of the recurring bits and, and especially I think. What we end up with um, as this song and, and the first little bits of, bits of the sequence fall into place is we set the table for this being really odd as far as like structurally. It's very weird. Um, we spend a lot of the special uh, seeing him make the special or seeming to make the special. Like th- there are sort of three layers of abstraction at work. There's the actual performance of the songs and the bits. Then there's the performance of performing them mm-hmm. and then there's presumably somewhere outside of that Bo actually making it yeah and and even inside inside there's different layers of what you perceive to be sort of like real Bo moments and 
even though even those they're sort of you're kind of watching me like you're like yeah but are they like yeah because f- from like a creation perspective you know if we I mean, something like this would take, you know, it's believable that something like this would take up to a year to make. And he's sort of like within the narrative of the show, it, he sort of says that it takes him about a year to make it, mm-hmm. or at least more than a year to make it. There's, you know, this is only an hour and a half long. Like there, there's so much that you don't see. And I think we've talked about this in previous mm-hmm. episodes. Like there's so much you don't see that you really can't create like a full image of his character from just what you see on screen but mm-hmm. you get a you kind of get a pretty good insight and i think the a lot of it kind of ties into the fact that everyone knows what the time period was like where this was created mm-hmm. so even if you aren't being given like a full perspective of like this is what bo burnham is like this is how he makes things you know what was happening, like, especially in the US, like, you know what happened over that time period. So you can still gleam like a little bit of information of like, you know, like after working on it for a year, you'd be kind of end of 2020. Yeah. Like everyone knows how they felt at the end of 2020. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not great. Um, yeah. And, and you know, and that's sort of the point, right? Which is that there are all of these terrible things happening, right? Like war, genocide. <laughs> Um, and then he starts off the special by saying there's, there's nothing to joke about. Like, who is really mm. interested in comedy at a time like this? Um, and there's there's a uh, the, that line, should I be joking at a time like this, comes back later. Um, but I also think at a time like this has multiple meanings, like you're alluding to, right? It's both referring to the pandemic. Um, it's referring to, like, the world ending through global warming, which he touches on. Um, but it's also on an interpersonal level, right? It's this sensation of, you know, when you're in, when you're in the, the peak wave of, like, depression and anxiety... The last thing you want to do is joke, but often that's the only thing you can do. Um, yeah. And I think linked to like the pandemic stuff, you had a lot of sentiment of like, you know, when the when the world's ending, the, the only people that really matter are like doctors and nurses and like people who are actually like doing useful, work to yeah. saving people's lives. And so if you're a comedian and are like a lot of people sort of did this where it's just like, well, how can I help as a, as a, script writer or how can i help as a as a as yeah. like a, a youtuber and it's like you you kind of can't sit down, you, sh- you, sit down and shut up actually and, and i feel like this song kind of ties into that where it's just like yeah where it's like i'm gonna you know as a comedian i'm gonna save the world with comedy and it's it's very tongue-in-cheek just where it's like it's like no actually you're probably not going to like yeah um i mean the the my favorite line there is making a literal difference metaphorically um which is just fucking brilliant um and you know the irony of course is that in bo investing in making this thing he probably did help a lot of people he probably Um, did which is kind of it's that kind of thing where it's like yeah it's like it's when you have a society that's falling apart being like trying to maintain society is probably the most you can do unless you're actually like fighting well, and, and this is the thing, right? We, we saw this, which is which is during that year and change, right? The 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 which I cannot believe it was that long. The, <laughs> I can't. I also can't believe it's been that long since. Mm. But but during that whole time period, what was everyone doing? They were locked inside watching fucking Netflix. Yeah. So even though you know the, these entertainers, and we saw you know an explosion in Twitch, you know their, their value almost tripled in a single yeah. calendar year. You, you you saw all of these these platforms where performers were able to keep creating their art become really central to people's lives because there's nothing else to do. And if you're not someone that creates things, you, if, you're, if you're a consumer, then all you have, all you have to is, do is yeah. consume. And, and it's sort of this idea of, um, 
and we'll, we'll touch on it as we get into sort of the, the middle part because it comes back in a big way when we get to um, some of his songs about uh, derealization. But the idea that th- like the real world ceased to exist for a while and all there was was content. Mm. Um, and he's sort of singing about that at the top here, like you know the the you know, I got you a favorite thing, content, and then he's talking about you know how the, this this white guy is going to save the world with comedy. Yeah, um, it's like it's tongue in cheek, but also it's an honest admission that um, like someone has to do it. Yeah, and I think there's a few honest admissions in this with Bo in particular, um, which we'll probably get into once we are roll up to them. Oof, yeah. Okay, let's talk about FaceTime with my mom tonight. Uh, it's very funny. It's such I, a good joke. I feel like every now and then we're going we're gonna to get up to a song where it's just like, this song's just funny. It's just funny. Like, this song's just a dunk. Like, I don't think you can really get much out of this except for, like, it's topical. I've And I think some of, some of these songs are, and, like, we'll probably dive into this more because I think you know more about this. Mm. It's like some of these songs, they feel like they were written before all of this was like going to happen. Like they feel like they were written for like an actual live show or a return to doing live shows Mm -hmm. as he like alludes to. And it was obviously just like, well, I've got the material. I may as well just like record it, put it in. Um, Mm. I feel like FaceTiming your mom is like, it's, it's definitely like topical. It, It definitely seems like something that was written really early in the pandemic where people were like, it'll be over in six months. Yeah, it has that. It has that. It has that vibe of like, oh, it's just jokey because you know, FaceTime with your mom. Well, it probably was keeps... ri- probably was written in the first six months of the pandemic. Oh, like hundred percent. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, like that's the thing. It, before the reality of just like, oh, of <laughs> like, oh, like oh dear, and which which is I feel like part of the like the latest stuff in the special. It kind of yes. gets more like oh, <laughs> it gets it gets real black, yeah. dark shit. Um, <laughs> and so like I think some of the songs are just like. It's funny. It was probably written before. It, it's almost like um, uh, it's like dramatic irony. Yes, you're yes. just like, oh, that's cute. You're complaining uh, about having yeah, to Facetime yeah. people. You ain't even like you ain't even you seen did- shit yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, it's like ah, oh, so you're from the you're early in the time. Yeah, you're young. You're young. This is this is early bow. Early bow. This is pre like cursed bow. Things haven't things haven't gone completely wrong yet. Right. Yeah. Um. I also just like that it's such a mundane thing. Um, but that's how boring lockdown got that this was like an interesting thing to joke about. Yeah. Um, cause there was nothing else happening. Yeah. Um, and you it know, was, I th- it was in, at that boredom phase, you're like, oh, before the novelty, <sighs> like when the novelty had worn off and yeah. you're just kind of bored and before the existentialism kicks in, <laughs> there is no way we can monetize this. We've said the word pandemic like 50 times. Oh no. It's just like- there we go. No, God damn it. <laughs> Bleep that out. Um, <laughs> um I, you know, I, I think we can kind of, yeah, we can breeze through this one because I don't think there's too much there. But I, there's also a bit of a commentary sneaking in about, you know, this sort of no added value navel gazing um, that's become the lowest common denominator for entertainment. Like the idea of isn't FaceTiming with your mom funny is like not a clever yeah. thing to joke about. And I think that's like there is a level of this of Bo being like, look at how fucking look, this this is this is how bored everyone is that our lowest common denominator is. She puts her, fu- you know, her hands puts over her- the fucking camera. Yeah. And that's a joke. Yeah. Like, that's just nothing. Mm. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll get into that with the next bit because <laughs> then then things get weird um, and we really get into, like, the proper spin of it. So, what follows off the back of that is How the World Works, uh, which is a reference to uh, Hans Tuin, who I can never say his name right, T- Tuin, um, who is a Dutch absurdist. 
Um, who has a pretty similar act that where he employs um, hand puppets, but obviously really different context. Um, Bo's, you know, referenced him throughout his career as, as okay. a big inspiration. Yeah. Um, does a lot of similar kind of like cabaret one-man show kind right, of things. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're clearly, uh, you know, a, a bit of an inspiration there. Um, this puppet's just really goddamn funny, though. I, I, the, <laughs> the, 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 it starts a rant about, you know... Um, commercialization and like the kind of the, the the collapsing inward of uh of, of the layers of abstraction of the market and um you know history being built on blood and shit um, yeah well i think this song is like the the premise of this song is like like how does the world work and then presented from like the naturalistic side of just like how does like ecology function like how like how do we exist in a biological sense and then with the puppet sort of bringing in the just like is how the world works from a societal, mm. or at least societal currently, because yeah. obviously, like, you know, there's been different societies and different ways of living, and it presents a real just like, yeah, just it's 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 kind of just like the cliff notes of 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 society. It's a bit of history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's and it, like I think like this is something I'll probably bring up later, but like this this isn't necessarily new information. Like none of this is like none of what the puppet says is like super groundbreaking. Mm. It's just here. Here it all is, and it's 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 presented very uh, matter of fact. Yes, but through the yeah. lens of this very weird bit, mm. like it's it, it's it's not it is a, a very weird bit. Yeah, it's it's like it gets your attention, and then it's like okay, here is all of that information, and then it twists it a little bit with the the the, the idea of the puppet going into like this liminal space anytime yeah. <laughs> that he takes that's so funny to me that i like the idea that the puppet um is just like constantly in fear of not being on his hand like some some like toy story when the mm, kids aren't yeah. looking the toys are dead type <laughs> shit like it's a lot um yeah and again this could have been written pre-pandemic as well yeah this this this, this feels absent this, feel, this feels like because some of these songs are like classic bow where it's like kind of just like juxtapose like fun, fruity, and like entertaining with like reality. <laughs> this this feels very much in tune with something like Andy the Frog um, from uh, What, where it's sort of you know it's it's this fairy tale that meets reality, where it's like oh you know the you know one day the frog was blah blah blah, blah and then like at the end he gets shot by a hunter with the rifle. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like it it just has that kind of um, classic bow edge to it that I think mm. you know is is a really really strong characterization for him. As a performer, which I think is important given how much of this is about performing, I think it sets the tone well for what we see next where we go, okay, we understand there is a, like, it communicates to the audience who maybe don't know his work too well that that there is an aspect of not just performance, but performative authenticity here where he's being very real through the lens of this puppet thing. Mm, And and that's something that Bo will continue to do throughout the special and then take it to fucking... He'll turn it to eleven later on. Yeah, he um, he. Bo plays like the villain in a lot of these songs. Yes, like there's some, like different to his previous work, which is a lot of sort of like self reflection or like kind of like purposefully not playing a villain, but like playing a like a caricature mm-hmm. of of like something in society. This one is like he's a bad guy in a lot of these songs. Yeah, and I think that makes sense to me because I think when you know he stepped away for so long, um, and he when he did all these other things, and I think he, I think there's a, there's a level of like, <laughs> like are we the baddies? Yeah, there's a, there's a level of like, are we doing the wrong thing here? Um, but then it's also like, there's nothing else to do, and that yes, yeah, that it's, is it's yeah. like, are we the baddies? But like, was there any other way that this was going to go? Yeah, 
Exactly. Which happens. This is all very much stuff that happens at the end yeah. of the special, oh, but we'll it's like, that. we're getting there. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it's the, look, it, it gets really needy and introspective later. Mm. Um, then we, so th- we then have an aside, um, which is the brand consulting <laughs> bit. Uh, which tackles the whole like woke brand. Yes, it's um, it's it's the H bomber guy video of woke brands distilled in like three minutes. Yeah, which isn't bad. Like it doesn't mean like and again like a lot of this stuff where it's like this isn't new information, but it's like it's presented in like an interesting way or a, or an entertaining way, and it's it's like you're adding it to the pile. A lot of this stuff is like building up. Or it's yeah. just like hey, be aware of this, be aware of this. It's, these, are, these are all like arguments for his overall thesis. Yes. And, and when, when we get to what that is, I mean- I, I We'll get that. We're really getting I, what, I, It just I, happens to be at the very end. Well, I, I, also, <laughs> I also don't know that it's that complex, but I mean, the undertone of this is pretty straightforward, right? Mm. And I think it plants the seed for the Bezos stuff later, but- Yeah, a lot know. of this like threads in and out because surprise- intersectionality is a thing. Uh, it's almost like it's what Bo's always done i mean you know the the the, the idea that all of these brands are vocal on their their socials and in their content um about social change while while doing things like actively not paying taxes or hiring like the literal pinkertons to union bust your amazon stores or making propaganda with emily blunt about the first lady pinkerton and streaming it on amazon prime or, or suing rockstar because of their accurate or, or, or suing rockstar because of their accurate portrayal of the pinkertons in red dead redemption 2 because they were worried it would make them look bad it was historically accurate and they said no we're gonna sue you because it makes us look bad because you're just doing history <laughs> That's fucking crazy to me. Mm. It's, 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 it's wild to me that we still, when we see that shit, when, when they're putting it out there and they're saying, oh, you know, um, we, uh, we, you know, we're against this, we're against that, we think that we should have equality and shit, mm. while underpaying people, while not paying taxes that could feed the fucking homeless, that could solve so many society's problems, mm. it's, it's fucking, <laughs> it's, it's monstrously obvious when you spend more than a few minutes thinking about it, but it's so easy not to. I'm looking at David's notes here, and it's just a bigger fucking paragraph about the Pinkertons. I just, it's crazy. Man. Oh, don't worry. There's, there's, a, there's a song later on that struck a nerve with me. We'll get mm. there. But Ugh. yes, I agree. Yeah. I didn't understand 90% of that, it's but fine. yes. It's fine. I just, it's all I've been thinking about the last few weeks. Um, <laughs> it's off the back of some of this. There's it's some interesting like politics happening at the moment in the... Um, employment, the, the industrial relations space. Um, in, in America, a bunch of um, uh, miners uh, sort like of dig, what, dig hole as, miners? as in dig hole miners okay. went on this like huge um, protest and, uh, you know, the, they, they, they stood down from work um, to protest their working conditions <laughs> and employment and the news actively avoided covering it. And then there's, at- there's been a few instances of the, of these like union busting lawyers going around. I think Activision have hired some union busters to deal with their allegations with Blizzard. Yeah, well, so so that so that that's so that's what I'm talking about. So they literally so between so Amazon and them, literally like the union buses they're hiring are literally the Pinkertons. <laughs> like it's just they've just changed their name. Right. <laughs> um it's crazy, man. And it's and and you know what we're going to see I think in, in in the coming sort of next 10 years as this stuff um continues to come to a head is we're going to see a lot of um facile <laughs> arguments about you know, why unions are bad and why, you know, and there'll be very emotional arguments that, that, you know, hold no rhetorical weight about like why it's bad for you as an individual to stand down from work or to stand up for your rights. Yeah. And we're going to see that be promoted by all of the mainstream media outlets because it benefits them. Yeah. Um, and because the people that pay their fucking bills and the people that pay their paychecks are the same people that are union busted. Well, it needs to happen in the next seven because there's only seven years left. There's only seven years to yeah, go. Um, next song is White Woman's Instagram. Um, <laughs> 
I look. Okay, I'm, it's it's, it's just another funny. It's one. just very funny. My my takeaway from this, as I was watching it, was just like this destroys like modern model photography. Mm-hmm. So like if if so I've kind of been around the space a bit recently, um, and my sister does it. Like my sister does photography, kind of as like her main income at the moment, mm-hmm. and like she's really good at sort of like model photography, partly because she's just like has an eye for this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But kind of like in viewing the space, there's a lot of like. I guess like trends or like just things that a heaps of people are doing. And this, this like the video for this just fucking destroys all of them. That's pretty <laughs> Like cool. the, the soft coloring, like the pastel colors, uh-huh. the massive bokeh, like shooting was wide open. So you get as like as shallow a depth of field as possible, you know, having like little like props, dangling things from the sky, doing things with color, doing things with light, high contrast, low contrast, like all the like, kind of like modern like photography tricks that like heaps of people are doing now it's like super popular mm. Bo's just like i'm gonna just i'm gonna just end this entire i'm gonna destroy this entire industry i like literally like i'm what you watch this music video and you're like you're like oh that's a really cool shot can't do that, can't anymore. Do that anymore it has been ruined like the the one with like the flower like taped to the wall and then like the hand shadow coming across i'm watching i'm like that's really cool can't do it can't do it it anymore it's ruined no one can do that anymore i will say what's interesting about it is the level of attention to detail of capturing so many different trends means that while bo is both making fun of it he clearly is like deep in the well that's the thing it's like it's so well done like like they're all like all these like kind of like like meant to be like tongue in cheeks like like takedowns of all these trends they're executed perfectly yeah he clearly he clearly is addicted to these fucking trends <laughs> like you know what I mean? it's like you don't get that level of detail and depth without being a participant at least you know partially yeah and like the like the bit where he's like his face is like covered in the writing and he's got the two sides it's like he had to do that like yeah, the, in a the- mirror drawing on it like that's, that's difficult hard work well i mean he could have just he could have just got his partner but like yes like i'm sure that the yeah. by the you know in, like, the, in yeah. the in the lore of the special i guess in the mythos he did sorry, himself yeah, but in, like... in the mythology of the special law <laughs> doesn't exist so yes. which is conf- i didn't mean to say law first her name is law it doesn't matter look the the next bit is one of my favorites um and it, it just honestly like this sounds like something i've yelled and like on our podcast before yeah which is can did anyone can anyone shut the fuck up like that rant i've literally done i feel like i've done that rant on this show um, is that the one where it's like can anyone shut the fuck for one fuck second up for, about anything ever. For, for that like on second watch that entire bit is he's taken a single sentence like can anyone just can anyone shut the fuck up about anything for one minute and he's ex- he's expanded it into a bit that goes for like a minute and a half yeah i know which is just like very good comedy it's very good comedy, but then it's also so I have I have so many notes on this because I, I wow it literally goes for a minute and a half yeah I've, I've got power <laughs> oh he has power okay because what happened so what happened was I was watching this the other night um and I was I was a little bit I'd been I've been on the I've been having a few beers you know what I'm saying I have a few beers my my notes on this I've just written down what happens because I was just like oh. <laughs> look I had a few beers and I finished watching it and I was on the I was on the phone uh, with this girl I've been seeing and I was talking about it because I like it sort of really interesting yes. and we, we got into talking about the resolution of make happy and then my brain exploded and I brought all this down <laughs> so toward the to, so toward the resolution of make happy um uh in his monologue before their actual Kanye rant Bo says quote <laughs> They say it's the me generation. It's not. It's not. The arrogance is taught or it was cultivated. It's, it's self-conscious. That's what it is. It's the, 
It's conscious of self. What the Social media, it's just the market's answer to a generation that demanded to perform. So the market said, here, perform. Perform everything to each other all the time for no reason. It's prison. It's horrific. It's performer and audience melded together. What do we want more than to lie in our bed at the end of the day and just watch our life as a satisfied audience member? I know very little about anything. But what I do know is that if you can live your life without an audience, you, you should, should do it. End quote. And I think this is an extension of that argument. Hi, welcome to the last episode of Offer Artists. <laughs> welcome to the last episode of... It's all going to be this, baby. <laughs> so here I think, I think if we want to access the most basic form of this continual argument that he's making, the, the idea that we should all learn to shut, shut up often, I think is the key here. So I think we should... The, 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 at its core, what he's saying is we should strive to be under-observed and find a healthy balance of information and decision-making. But you can see Bo laying, like, I mean, in, in my view, this is a really clear brief. In a minute and a half, he's laying out the thesis for what's going to happen later. Mm. And he's basically taking everything he's done up until that point. So all of the, the commentary around the, uh, you know, work labor ethics, um, the way that history kind of whitewashes and manipulates things, all of that comes together here in this kind of middle juncture before we kind of then move into the, the, the back half. And he's basically going, look, all I'm saying is we need to get better at understanding when we should listen to people that know what the fuck they're talking about. And in my research for this episode, as a result of this, I came across this study, um, which was published in Scientific Reports. Which, Science. Which Scientific <laughs> Reports is not the most reputable journal, but it, oh, yeah. it, it, the, the sources they reference. It's a journal. Yeah, and like I went through peer some. Reviewed. It was it was peer reviewed, but mm. I went through some of their sources and like, eh. But <laughs> I want to read you this. This so it, it, basically they did the study. Um, on mice where they they tested mice who were overstimulated and then mice who were regularly stimulated the best human analog to see the rats we'll get to that to see like how you know how yes. cognitively they would perform right so i'll read you a quote from uh the conclusion part of that which is quote uh we developed and tested a mouse model of overstimulation whereby uh 10 mice were subjected to audio 70 decibels and visual stimulation flashing lights for six hours per day for a total of 42 days oh good that's lord time. that's a lot <laughs> A full-time job. Now, this is the bit that's crazy. 10 days later, cognition and behavior were... So, 10 days after that 42 days, mm -hmm. uh, cognition and behavior were tested using the following tests. Light, dark, latency. Yep. Um, there's a maze, novel objection. These are all like pretty Standard common. Standard yeah. rat tests. Exactly. In all tests, overstimulated mice performed significantly worse compared to controls, suggesting increased activity and risk damage, diminishing both short-term memory and decreasing cognitive function. These And th their conclusion is a bit salacious. These findings suggest that excessive non-normative <laughs> stimulation during critical periods of brain development can have demonstrable untoward effects on subsequent neurocognitive I mean, that's function. a big jump from, like, distracted rat data yeah, maze to... It's a lot. <laughs> developmental um, and kids. Are like, well, I feel like there's a study in between there you should do. And and he's the, he, he does, you know, the, the, the research has gone to suggest this needs more research. But the one the one bit that I thought was really fascinating in context with what with what Bo is addressing here is this statement from... Uh, it was like, a, it was during the discussion piece. Um, yeah. Quote, it appears uh, then that a coherent model whereby early experiences establish neuro neuronal circuits or habits of the mind can either enhance or impede subsequent performance may be emerging. End quote. What that basically means is that the early interpretation and practice you get at passing stimulus will either mm. enhance or, or, or diminish future performance when exposed to stimulus. So it might be good, might be bad. Well, that, well, the the idea is that when your when your brain is forming, yeah. if you are overstimulated constantly, you are going to get worse at processing stimulus. Right. 
And that's like it seems fucking obvious, right? If, <laughs> it does a like bit. kids, kids now like their brains are fucking poisoned by their phones. I don't think that's I don't think that's a contentious thing for anybody to say. No, but but the idea that you can start to measure that is going to be really interesting. Mm. Is it's kind of scary? It's like the 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 notion of you can. I've, I've this is again a rant I've done before, but the notion that you can consume that much information and still learn how to adequately process it is mm. obviously not going to happen if you've grown up <coughs> with that overstimulation. We got lucky in that we, we, we came into it late enough. Yeah, we and like now, as I mentioned, my previous and current and ongoing TikTok addiction. It's like I can't imagine having this as a kid. Like, no, it's like we might go. Am I going later? Because sort of with one of the later songs, but it's like TikTok's scary, like with with how it presents itself, how it how it presents its content. It's like, yeah, it's like the the level of stimulation is insane mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like the because it's it's different like it, you're not you're not just kind of like consuming your friends content or like the people you have subscribed to or like random people on twitter it's like you are just consuming content yeah like whatever the algorithm decides you will like and like it's kind of scary how good it is at being like hmm, i know you like this i'm gonna give you more of it yeah and and you know I th- <laughs> it's terrifying it's, it's 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 terrifying and because what ends up happening is that you know, the the end result of all of this is that the internet is making is making everybody like a overstimulated. That's not that's not too too outlandish to say. Yeah. But the other kind of natural consequence is that people are becoming more conscious of the self in the context of events that do not concern them. Right. It's not mm. about whether or not that content is good. It's about what you thought of that content. Yeah. Um. It matters. The the, the fucking truth of it. I'm sorry to, if if this is the first time anyone's ever said this to you. If you're <laughs> listening to this, it matters very little what you individually think or say about Afghanistan or climate change. Ooh, it, it, spicy. It, it matters very little what you individually think about Donald Trump or U.S. politics. Buying green is a fucking waste of time until we make legislative change. Mm. The the idea that composting or being a fucking vegetarian is making a difference is the problem mm. this this notion that social media is conveyed which is that individual action equates to collective progress is complete bullshit and it's sold to you by people who are trying to sell you ads like yeah. it's 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 tricking a generation of people into believing that that going to a march about climate change is the same thing as supporting actual political change or voting or picking up your fucking wallet and making a decision. Your opinion on world issues are meaningless and everyone needs to learn to shut the hell up and just listen for like 10 minutes. For like 10 minutes just listen. Because if you listen for 10 minutes, there are people out there Weirdly enough, the weirdest fucking people you'd ever imagine, Leonardo DiCaprio is one of the most knowledgeable people on climate change. He speaks eloquently about it. And when he talks, he suggests things that would make a difference. Like actual policy changes that would enforce things that need to happen for our planet to not fucking die. Mm. And instead what we do is, is, is we, we, we put people on the, the, the news um, or the morning talk shows who teach you about composting or... You, they, they tell you not to use a, a plastic bag at the grocery store, use a hemp bag. Those are all good things to do, but they don't make a difference. Yeah, there's, there is that, that idea where it's like, if someone's like, oh, you need to, you need to do this, or it's like, you need, to, you need to buy an electric vehicle. That's like a big one currently. Yeah. It's like, you need to get an EV if you want to save the planet. And yeah. it's, like, it's like, okay, counterpoint, we should make everyone get EVs. Like, yeah. I shouldn't have to get an EV. I should be forced to get an EV. Yes. 
because that acts that's actual change well, th- th- yes and that like you know the, uh, in, in australia in particular there's this big so hard to get evs here really like, really hard to get there's a big argument about well th- what what could we do that would be sustainable and make a difference in force like we are one of the hottest countries on the planet solar panels mm-hmm. duh easy just put them fucking everywhere yeah. i know they're expensive and, and the polymer is hard to get but they're making that increasingly efficient and they're making the, the output of that and the yield from that increasingly more efficient wind fucking turbines we have half of our country like most of our populace wind. are on the coast <laughs> there's so much wind it's a lot of wind we, we don't have to tr- move that electricity great distances the battery problem is mm. no longer a problem yeah, because we're all fucking distributed anyway because yeah. the world changed like the the i i think what it comes down to and this is the thesis thing gets unpacked throughout the rest of this this uh special is that when he's saying shut the fuck up what he's really saying is all of that at once it's, it's all of that concatenated together to just to, to a very simple punchy message yeah it's like screaming on twitter isn't gonna save the planet no. like you're just gonna annoy people on twitter yeah that's not how you make change yeah um absolutely all right look let's let's move on because i could yell about that for hours um <laughs> Next bit is the unpaid intern, oh, um, yeah, which well, is first of all a boss. Call- yeah, <laughs> but it's also just calling us out. It's just it's just an attack on us. Hello, we are we are the third layer of that. Sorry, Pat. That <laughs> self like yeah um, reaction analysis. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's the unpaid intern song. It's just it's just a joke. Yeah, um, it's just dunking on rich people. Surprise is most of the special. Yeah, um, I mean, and this you know the the idea of this this non-value additive content as well comes back yeah hello re- yeah hello it's welcome to the last reaction, episode of re- <laughs> at least we're not at least we're not reacting yeah i the, I've, I've i've always drawn some kind of flimsy line and that we, we do try and create value um inherent absent the original material i think that's more evident when Fair. it's something i think that's more evident when it's something that we covered that genuinely doesn't have a lot going on right we're able to create yeah. some meaning from it um, <laughs> we'll pull something out of it we'll look, something we'll f- out. I, I, I always found a way i don't know how um <laughs> but yeah it, it's very funny and, and also the the um again you know that rant we were just talking about from make happy where it's the the melding of audience and uh cr- you know uh, creator yeah that's what's happening yeah. here you know quite literally the, the 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 notion and there's this great clip um i might i might splice it in of um i think it's it's like some famous streamer i think ludwig um and he's talking about uh these these two uh, streamers, like two other streamers. And he's saying like, they just never create any content of value. All they ever do is react to other people's videos. And then it punches back and it's him watching them react to his video. I just feel like their content ends up being too lazy a lot of the time. And when they could be doing something cool, they end up just watching content and reacting to it rather than making their own. Talent. I rest my case. Uh, and he's like, fucking got you. <laughs> like, they're reacting to his content as he's saying that. And it's like, that's yeah. That's so good. It's, it's just like, it's so good. But, but it, I think I, I might have seen, I think I've seen that, like, there's, or I've seen something, I've, like, seen two streamers watching each other's stream, and they're just, like, talking back and forth. It's fucking dumb. Yeah. So but but that, that's like, it doesn't, that, that, there's no value you're creating. It, it's almost sort of, it's that lowest comment. And I'm not knocking people that enjoy that. I just think, um... We sh- we should strive for better. I I I think we should strive for, for art. I think that's the worthy thing to keep pursuing. And there are people still doing it. Um, and it's just a it's just a really good call out. Um, Welcome to the last funny. episode of AFA. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is where I get to. It's all of my postulating gets yeah. to come out. Um, uh, next we've got Bezos one. This um, is just dunking on rich people. 
this is the rich people there's really nothing to the song i i've linked this to other bits but like this is just dunking on rich people um yeah and it's quite it's quite elegant it's fun yeah Yeah. it's fun it's also just like it's also bezos seems like the worst (laughs) oh i mean like well like was with with this this came out before like big penis spaceship bezos went to space yeah yeah, so it's like it's gotten worse. Like it hasn't gotten. No, it's, it was never going to get better. <laughs> For anything, this goaded him into being more of a fuckwit. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. and so you it, like all the big names in that song. Who's he reference? It's like Bezos, Musk. Did he reference Musk? I don't know. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Pave your way, put you back. Fuck, I don't know. They're all the, the same. Song's stuck in my. They're head. all the same white guy. Zuckerberg, and fuck. <laughs> Zucker- I feel like Katzenberg rises Zuckerberg, but he didn't say Katzenberg, so. He, cool. he references like Warren Buffett as well. Like, there's some yeah. deep cut rich rich people in that song. There's a lot of yeah. rich people in the world. I mean, obviously, this is just basically like um, the someone tells us they're being mistreated, and then it just becomes a spectacle, <laughs> and then rich people get away with shit. Yeah, um, it's not it's not that complex. Yeah. Um, then we get what is a very a very fun like classic bow uh, song, which is sexting. Um, well, before that, there's him lying on the floor. Oh, I did skip that. I haven't big media yeah. companies. I, That's just Bo dropping some knowledge. Again, it comes back to what we we're talking about before: the idea that we just like that we just let this happen to people, yeah. and that no one has stopped it. And then he says he's horny. Then we get into the sex. Thing yeah. Too. Well, and what's interesting then is that it's he's he's doing the thing that he said that everyone else does. Like it's kind of like making fun. Of, like he's kind of there's an irony to it because he's saying, look. These people, like, there are people who are being mistreated by these fucking rich people, and these rich people are keeping us all down. Yeah. And we treat it like a spectacle, like, oh, isn't it cute that they're all weird and aloof and shit? And how crazy are these rich people? Yeah. And then he's talking about real shit, and then makes a spectacle out of sexting. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like, it's a nice mirror. Um, yeah. It's good doubling. Um, yeah, I don't have anything written down for sexting, I just thought it was really funny. Um, My only takeaway from that was, like, the big wall of text that appears in... Yeah, like, did you, did you jot any of that down? Oh, I read the whole thing. I didn't write it down, but my sort of take. So the big wall of text, it's like, it's like meant to be like a message that he's like, obviously sending the person that he's like sexting throughout the song. And Mm -hmm. the gist of the thing is the gist of the text is like, it's like, oh, like no pressure. If you want to stop or anything, that's fine. Like, I know I say that I want things, but that's totally like based on the fact that you're willing to give them. Don't feel pressured to giving me things just because i'm asking for them i don't want this to feel like a one-sided like mm-hmm. power dynamic bubble it's like it's a it's a big like fucking like just yeah. letting it all out my sort of takeaway from that is just like seems like this real big expression of like male guilt that is kind of popping up recently where it's like you see, you're seeing a lot of like in the news like people being shitheads and it's nine nine times out of ten it's dudes mm-hmm. and it's you know especially with like you know like guys pressuring girls to do things that they don't want to do and like, especially with the whole like Me Too movement and everything, or like people like leaking news or shit like mm. that, like all this gross stuff in it, it almost feels like he's like he wants he wants to be like sexual because mm-hmm. he's horny. Mm-hmm. He tells us that in the song, yeah. And he's sexing with someone. He's like, hell yeah, send me your titties, and like they do. But then he's like, oh, I've just like elicited like have I just elicited nudes from someone? Mm. And it can be. You know, it can be hard to be like, oh, am I pressuring someone to, like, do something or are they actually, like, willing? And, it, like, it dives into, I guess, it, like, relates to, like, consent and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, a lot of people kind of find it hard to be like, how, like, how do you, like, like, how do you, like, how do you do, like, unspoken consent? Or, like, what if someone isn't, like, explicitly giving consent because, like, 
they don't feel the need to give consent because they're just like, yeah, it's fine. I'll send you a picture of my boobs. And it's like, am I pressuring you? Like, it really was just like, it seems like just like a big expression of that, which I guess is like a thing. And the, and the, and part of the, I think part of the issue that or part of the underlying kind of thread of that is then it becomes complex of like, well, how do you be sexual if part of, part of what that other person might want sexually is for, particularly from someone who is more masculine, like they might want that sense of like domination or some of those masculine traits. Yeah. But it's like, but then you need to balance like, that with I- the consent piece. So then, but then that can make, that can take away from the thing the that they're enjoyment. Like, and yes. so that, and there's this kind of like it, it's a very multi-layered thing and and then it's compounded with the difficulties of the fact that this is like this is sexing is like digital sex it's like remote it's weird man yeah and so and i almost feel like this links back to the facetime song it where does it's like yeah it's just like being and even later to like the references he makes to well to like the you know the digital space is safer than the real world and it's like this song is really just like, yeah, it might be like fun and sexing's interesting. You like you sex with only emojis, and it's like it's a bit quirky and fun. And like she sends the snowman, mm-hmm. you're like crisis averted, but like you're still communicating with another human being. Yeah. And like the the digital aspects makes it just like hard. Yeah, well, the it, it's it's that remote kind of it's weird, man. Like, because I'm I'm in a remote yes. relationship at the moment. It's weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I ca- I cannot imagine. It's I've, so weird. I've managed to avoid being like long distance or like remote yeah. in a relationship. Like, I just can't imagine. It's it. very strange. There there are aspects to it that that are easier sometimes. Like the, I think the biggest thing, and we've um, she and I've been talking about this a little bit lately. The the thing the thing that's obviously hard to do, or the thing that is often missing, is that. When you're doing those things, you're often like you're you're always communicating, but you 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 lack that ability to just exist in the same space. Like you can't yeah. just be in a room together necessarily because when you're interacting, it's like a deliberate. Yeah, you you can't be like alone together. Yes, and and that's that's what's interesting to me about the the where all this folds together is the the way that you build up the thing you were alluding to, which is like that unspoken consent where both of you understand where each other are and kind of what those limits are and things like that, that comes from picking up like subtextual cues and nonverbals and stuff, which you can't do in the digital space. Like if, like if you're like sitting on the couch and your partner walks in naked, that is a very like nonverbal consent of you can look at my boobs. Yes. It's like, you're like, okay, because they've off, like obviously they've presented it and you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> it, it's different to like an unsolicited di- dick pic, which is just like yes. abrasive and a- abrupt and like, good lord, what the fuck? I'm not like, like, I'm at work. What are you doing? Yeah. Whereas like, if you're in a space where it's like, there, there's like things you can do and it's like, yeah, you, you have sort of that, that unspoken, nonverbal mm. kind of just like within this space kind of consent mm-hmm. you, you can't get online you can't you can't really get remotely like it's harder yeah and and there's there's an aspect of all of this folding together which is that there is a level of flattening of information that happens in the digital space and a, and a level of of nuances is inherently erased in some mm. sense um and so it can be quite hard to to maintain nuance and that's that's part of why i think it's part of why i don't necessarily blame <clears throat> 
individual people for what we're seeing with like the the sort of lowest common denomination of content i don't necessarily blame the audience members because it's not really their fault that it's easier to convey things that are big loud and obnoxious um or exciting um or arousing rather than things that are like subtextual or, or have a lot of nuance um and so I, th- I think in this space and what makes this song really work is that there is a moment at the end where he's like it's just me fucking alone again and and it, it's really like i've i've had those yeah. moments where i'll hang up the phone um after talking for like four or five hours yeah. and like and just flirting like, oh. and then i'm like and i just like i look around my empty flat and i'm like fuck like <laughs> Um, and it's it's not you know one of us would move if we could but obviously with the pandemic at the moment yeah um you know she can't leave the, the state she's in um and you know i can't go into that state so but it was just this like that moment of like you you hang up or, or the interactions over and you're like <sighs> that's the realest shit i've ever seen yeah um it that really struck a chord with me when we were watching that before mm. um then we get another we get another good YouTuber joke, which is thank you for your support, but with a knife. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I've just written this content creator, but with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> I've my my entire heading is thank you for your support with a knife. No notes. <laughs> yeah, and the same I have yeah. no notes. Um, for me it's just like it's 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 literally just content creator, but with a knife. Well, I mean And the, it's completely different. The, <laughs> the, ov- the the obvious like subtext is that usually they guilt or they trick you or they, they threaten they you. They have you at like knife point, right? Yeah. He would have done it with a gun, but he probably just done doesn't have a gun. Yes. So he exactly. does it with a knife. And it's like yeah. that's probably like a knife seems in better taste. It's also funnier. It is kind of funnier. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, weirdly a gun feels like out of Bo's wheel. I feel like that's tonally inconsistent. I don't know why. Yeah, because you'd be like, why do you have a gun? Yeah. Bo, what are you going to do with that gun? Yeah. <laughs> Bo, what are you going to do with that gun? Put the gun down, Put Bo. Put the gun down, Bo. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. Yeah, it would, be, it would be like a cry for help. But the knife is just funny. The knife is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the difference. <laughs> yeah, a knife is just funny, whereas a gun is a, is a cry for help. You've hit the nail on the thumb with that one. Um, that's good. Um, look who's inside again. Oh, I mean that's fucking we, beautiful. It's a good song, but we we talked about, and I think you have a you mentioned you had a reason for this. When he finishes it, this is sort of like one of the the fourth wall break songs where it's like you're seeing him not perform it, but like create it. Yeah, because he sort of starts it, and then he's like, "No, oh, fuck that take." I, t- I took a big breath, and he records it again, and I'm pretty sure it's like the exact same take. Like it's not even different. Yeah. Um, but then he finishes the song, the song ends, and then he's just like, "All right, one more time." So and I just cuts away. So. I have this this thing which I've observed with his work, and this it'll kind of fold into the the particularly after the the intermission and things get dark. Yeah. The idea that the the idea that that nothing Bo does is authentic. Everything is a performance, right? Yes. He has yes. this 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 commentary in I think it's Make Happy or in what where he's like everything up here is fucking staged. Like there is yeah. nothing authentic about it. Yeah. But that admission is authentic. And I, th- I think look is inside again. Obviously he's referring to his childhood, right? When he was a kid and he would hide in his room and, and make jokes and stuff. Now he's doing the same thing. Cause he's forced to, but I think it's, he's always done it. Yeah. Like this really, what he's saying is that in, in, in this repetition of creating the same thing, cause that's what he does in all his other specials, right? He's so exacting in his timing. There's no room for improvisation. <laughs> He's always been hiding in his room, always, because his his performance is him hiding from the world. Right. It's him. It's him being out there and interacting and providing value. But he's hiding within the confines of this repetition and this this practiced kind of um, staged performance. And I think that's why we see that the the obviously the take be the same the second time. But then he's like one more, and then we don't see it because yeah. that's what he's always doing when we're not looking. I think as well. There's also at the very end, this song gets. 
a reference mm. and it's quite a big like moment but we'll probably get to that but yeah this like, there's like there's three songs at the end of at the very end of this which get like replayed remixed in a sense into the last song and this is one of them and i think it's the most important one yes. but we'll uh, we'll come back to that when we get to it yeah uh cool next one is problematic um uh, which is where bo is basically lamenting um between these there is a shot of him watching his first youtube video on a projector yeah so this this is i think i think this is sort of a meta narrative comes in later yeah but the- i also think it's like it's him watching what kicked off his career basically so he's watching the 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 youtube video of his like first viral sensation Mm. on youtube yeah which like is what led to him here it's why yeah it's why he's here inside making this special and i kind of later on it i think there's some like reference to the to it as well being sort of like him just like watching his career run by in front of his eyes yeah, and, and you know, if, if you're a creative person and you create things, this is something that we've all done. Like, when you're oh, in a really, back, when yeah. you're really fucking weird, dark place and you yeah, go back Yeah, when and it's the it. weird part of the night, it's like 3 a.m. and you're like, I should watch that weird yeah. Pokemon Let's Play I did. And it just, like... And it, you're like, mm, this is weird, but you just keep watching it. And it's... <laughs> It's something I've been thinking a lot about. So, I just finished watching Dave Season 2, which is a little Dickies TV show. Yeah. And a big theme of that is this this idea that you as a creative person you kind of write you like you're always you're always portraying who you are at that point in time and you end up sort of like writing yourself out of reality a lot of the time where it's like you you can no longer tell what was a performance and what felt authentic at the time right yeah and there's this like there's this navel gaziness that i think can come across as insincere that i think is the opposite of watching your old content because really what you're doing is you're trying to work out like what the fuck happened? How did I get here? Like, how the fuck? Like, why am I this now? Mm. And it's 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 this 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 forensic piece of archaeology. It's like creative archaeology mm. of going back yes. through the, yeah, the body of your work and trying to trying to trying to piece together the the little the little iterative decisions you made along the way to yeah. get you here. Like when I go back and watch stuff, you know, there's a point in time where you know Patrick um, starts producing the show and things change and like there are all of these junctures and and markers, but it's not those that led to here it's all of the bits in between mm. and going back through that stuff is really yeah it's it's a forensic analysis of the bits in between and so it's no surprise that it's a bit in between a bit that where this happens right it's kind of that, yeah. that doubling of as he's going through and doing this there's nothing else to do in lockdown but think about your fucking life oh yeah and Just retread like, your career yeah. over and over again which we've all fucking everybody did that <laughs> it's literally all we did that's why so many people like quit their jobs you know when, yeah. when lockdown ended and, and when did other things and, and, and quit relations like everybody had a, had a <laughs> everyone year had something. everyone had a fucking year of self-reflection yeah. to be like what the fuck am I doing on this planet <laughs> god yeah um, and it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's fortunately horrifying that when you're a creative person, you have something outside yourself that you can go back. And I think there's also a song later on that like touches on this, mm. which we'll get. It's like one of the last songs. And I think it's a big, like, yeah, we'll get to it. We're getting there. Yeah. Powering through. So problematic is obviously a, is a direct, uh, follow on from this where he's singing about how, um, you know, he used to do these quite tasteless jokes. It's weird. He hasn't been canceled. Yeah. Like that first song he made where he went viral is, yeah. has not aged well. No. Um, and there's some other stuff. There's some stuff later in, in that same special, that first CD where you're like, Oh, this Ooh, is, this is bad. Yeah. There's like some real ableist humor and there's a lot of games. And, it, and it's so. funny. Cause in the, in the first song when he's, about the comedy one there's like those whiteboards and stuff there's there's this flow chart that he has where it's like is it funny and it's like 
literally like all it goes to is just like does it punch down and it's like yes it's not funny no does it really <laughs> literally all things point to no it's not funny and, and the, the that flow diagram is like a whole thing it's just like punching down at people who punch down mm. in comedy and i feel like this is like him being like yeah i did that and it's almost almost him being like when's it my turn to get canceled not in the, like i want the attention of being canceled but in like a like a why are you guys letting me get away with stuff i did five years ago when no one else got away has is no one else is getting away with stuff they did five years no, ago like why are you guys giving me the free pass i'm literally just like a white boy making who made trash comedy like like please hold me accountable dear god like here's all the bad things i've done yeah and look and look this is not an area that we are experts in nor nor that we can speak from go and seek out there is content around there of um some really uh uh some really fantastic uh black voices in academia talking specifically about people who know more than we do yeah but it's it's, they're talking about Bo reflecting on this and and discussing why it is he does get a pass and the things he does that make it different Seek out those voices. Um, they are far better place to talk about it. I I think the the yeah, because I'm surely not going to stand here and be like, no, he gets a pass because it's like no, he clearly doesn't want to pass. So I'm not going to be like, no, yeah. he gets a pass. I I do I do enjoy um the Jesus imagery as well. The idea <laughs> of like he's the the, the it's, it's fucking genius. What almost feels like people people who would be giving him a pass almost would be like like who are giving him a pass. Who's like, oh, because you're better now, Bo. Are like people who would try to like claim giving themselves a pass ignoring the yeah the people who you reference who have actually looked at just like well no he is like he's why he actually kind of mm. not has gone away with it but like is fundamentally different you can see it as his work but it's almost like him making the song to be like oh you should cancel me everyone most people's reaction to it would be like no Bo, you're so good and it's like why do you think that? Yes. Why do you think that? And it's a like why? Yeah. Like why are you giving him a pass? Like, it's, it's a fundamentally novel question for this person who like there is there is ostensibly nothing different about Bo than other comedians except that his work is more artistic and and there he's he's doing something different. Yeah. He's doing something more conceptual. He's addressing things in a different way he's always talking about performance he's like he's more than just being self-aware he's like self-aware of his self-awareness to a fault like (laughs) well and there's there's a comment he makes later which is that being just like being self-aware of being a douchebag doesn't make you not a douchebag yeah and i and i know that as as what happens previously in the in the reactions yeah yeah and as as someone that like yeah that's right yeah and as someone that like previously had thought that that was enough like to be (laughs) self-aware of your shittiness makes like absolves you of the yeah that was us like early AFA, there was a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, and and re- realizing that being aware of being shitty doesn't absolve you from being shitty. You just need to be better. Mm. Is like a thing that happens when you grow up. And yeah, the 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 I, I suppose the thing that I always think about this is it it's not enough. Like what you say is is perhaps less important a lot of the time than the actual actions you do. And a lot of what you'll find is that people who uh, people who gravitate toward admonishing and absolving themselves of these kinds of things are the same people that talk a lot of game and do very little about it. Um, and it's it's my kind of view that um, the real measure of someone is the difference between what they say and what they do. Um, that gulf is where character is. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's curious to me that 
Bo is both acknowledging it, but also he's acknowledging his acknowledgement. And that's why I think he he kind of escapes that curve a bit. So yeah, definitely stick out those voices. Um, yeah. I think it's, he's not getting away with it. He's like becoming a better person. Like he clearly yes. like struggles with his past. Yes. And, and you, and like that- he hasn't gotten away scot-free. He's been not scarred by it, but he's been like, oh shit. Like not only was it a shitty thing to do, mm. it's now- He's he's in a sh- he's in a shittier place because of it. Yeah, well, and that's you know he talks about that that mental health piece throughout, yeah. and it's like he's in a worse space because of all that stuff. Yeah, it, it hasn't. He's but not he's still doing it. He's not like, like he's not like look, I'm a better person. He's like this this stuff continues to fuck with me. Mm, um, yeah. and that 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 pivots nicely into thirty. Um, now does yes. the intermission happen before or after that? This is after. I have the intermission written after. Okay, after this. Yeah. Okay. I've actually. I've, yeah. I don't know why. So I have you? That down. Um, I didn't scroll down far enough. Um, so thirty is is obviously Bo talking about turning thirty. Um, there's nothing in my mind to this. It's inherently tremendously creative. It's just an interesting, well yeah. put together visual. Kind of talks about just the idea of like your creations almost becoming bigger than you when you realize, oh, I'm like I'm turning. I thought I was going to have finished this before I turned thirty. Yeah. But that was just the pandemic as a whole. Like every like anyone who was twenty nine turning thirty in twenty twenty went through this exact same thing of just like, oh, I turned 30 on my own. Like, I turned 20-something, not on my own, but mostly on my own. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I think everyone went through that. My takeaway from this is like the the bit after the song where it's like the def like, don't kill yourself. Like, I was just joking about that where it's it's him talking to the camera, being like, nah, don't kill yourself. You're like, blah, blah, blah. But then it cuts to him sitting there with the footage of him being like, don't kill yourself on his t-shirt. And to me, that script, that was such a, I sort of took that as like a lot of like mental health messaging is like, like, like stupid and pointless enough that you can put it as a slogan on a t-shirt. Correct. Yeah. It 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 lacks nuance and depth and is is so unhelpful that you can. And he's sitting there with it on his t-shirt going like, he's like, he's like trying to convince himself not to kill himself. And it's, it's, it may as well just be like a, are you okay day on your t-shirt it may as well i don't be. know if other countries get are you okay day or if it's just uh, in australia they all they people have like beyond blue day. there's there's always like it's just basically a national yeah, so like, we have like this yeah. national day of like mental health awareness and specifically like are you okay mm-hmm. day which is like when you're meant to help people you ask ask people around are they doing okay and like it shits me off like sorry this is this is grandstand but as like the the token not okay person at work because you know like managers know that i've, I've had to like take time off for like mental health stuff and it's like I'm quite visibly at times the not okay person at work. Yeah, that day fucking sucks because it, it's terrible. It's a reminder. It's just like oh, I am seen as the not okay person. Yep, and I have all these people like coming up to me, convincing me not to kill myself. And it's like I'm not going to, but like now I almost want to just to spite you. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But also like yeah. no, because I don't like I'm not going to. It's the same kind of thing. It's like if I could just kill myself for a year. <laughs> Oh man, honestly, I the yeah, I, I that exact sentiment I can absolutely mirror. A, yeah. As the person who is mostly not okay a lot of the time, yeah, it is and and exhausting. like and like any sentiment where it's just like a lot of like awareness of like people, it's just it comes off as just like so flat and pointless. You may as well just chuck it on a t shirt. It's so, so like you can just wear the t shirt. I'll be like, oh cool, yeah, whatever, yeah, great. It's look, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a big one, and I feel like. That's very, it's a very subtle message, that one. I feel like, like the kind of people who pick up on like the whole, like it's on his shirt, it's like, it's really empty and you're just like, 
Oh, that's yeah. that's for people who have had that feeling. Yes. Yeah. I, the the other thing that I think this sets up, and this comes up a few times later, is the idea of things perpetually feeling like they're about to end. Comes into the later stuff, mm. the next section, which is the real the kind of the, the meat of the dark shit. We were overdue. But yeah. yeah, but but yeah, the, the the idea that that for some of us it feels like everything is always about to end at all times, and it's like a thing that just like never went away. Yeah. Like it, at a certain point, like the the depression arrived, and then it was like, oh, I thought this would end. Mm. <laughs> what? Hang on, wait yep. a minute. I oh this. <laughs> this is just it forever? Yeah, this is just this is how it goes. Yeah, which let's we'll get stuck right into that. So we get an intermission here. Um, which is just like hilarious because you're like, wait, what? <laughs> well, I also like it because it's so Bo, um, there's a he's this piece of perspex glass between mm. the camera and Bo <laughs> and, and he's cleaning it, which like cause cause we've been looking through the camera lens the whole time. It's yes. obviously him polishing it up. Well, for the I, I take it more like we cause he at the very start he references like me and my camera and you and the screen. So I take more as the screen. Oh, the TV. I like that. Okay. Yeah. I take it. And because like watching it, like it looks like he's cleaning the yeah. screen because the, the focus is on the, the perspex glass. Like yeah. it's just great fucking cinematography. But yeah, I take it more as like he's cleaning yeah, okay. the screen. That makes more sense. For like, for reasons? I don't know. I don't know. He's dirty. It's just dirty screen, yeah, boy. He's getting rid of all that muck beforehand. Now it's yeah. time to get real. Um, <laughs> so we we do open back from the intermission with don't want to know. Um, now, we, you made a good point when we were watching it before, which is that um, this kind of feels like... Um, and it, it, he's directly addressing the audience here. This is sort of that Greek chorus post-intermission. Bit of a recap of what's happened so far. Oh, it's like, are you enjoying the show? Are you enjoying the show? Like, how's yeah. it going? Like, kind of the MC talking to the audience. Yeah, like um, after an intermission in a stage show, the intimate the MC will come out and like recap because you obviously yeah. went off and had a piss and forgot everything. Um, yeah. yeah, they recap what happened and be like, "Are you enjoying the show? We're about to find out." Blah 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 blah. When, blah, and, blah. Yeah, and and, and th- this is obviously a holdover from you know the, the Greek tragedy days yeah. when you would literally have a chorus who would address the audience, speak on behalf of the audience. Yeah, you know Shakespeare did this. You know with his plays, we have you know the person telling you what the play is going to be about, and then in the intermission, yeah. you have. And this is know, the first like hint that is like like I we were watching this for the second time, and like even though I knew how it ended, I was just like, wait, is this a stage show? Like this is an intermission. This song is reintroducing. Like is this a stage show? And it's like. Yeah. Yes. It's literally it's confirmed by the ending. It's confirmed. Yeah. Like it's not that far a stretch, but you're like, oh, okay. It's it's interesting when you're watching it for the first time. You're like, wait, intermission. You're like, yeah. is this a stage show? Yeah. It's it's kind of whole thing just been a play. Is this whole thing just been a stand up comedy stage show on Netflix? On Netflix that I pay for? That I is this just content? Is this content? <laughs> Speaking of content, we then we then have this video game bit. Um, oh. which is very funny. Um, now you made a good point about this, which is that, um, so that the basic setup is that it, it, it's like a let's, well, it's like so a it's stream like a, of let's play. It's like a stream it's of like let's play, but you were saying that there was, there was a flash of this there, early. In like the first or second song or like in the, I think it's before the look who's inside again, maybe there's like, it's like a wide shot. It's just like, he's walking around doing something. There's like a single frame where like bow from this segment where he's just in the corner, just like flashes on the screen for like a frame. And mm-hmm. it's like, What's the deal with that? I I, I I have no idea. My my assumption is that what he's trying to get at is like maybe there's like this whole thing is just like a game. Well, or the whole like thing's a, a content or like it's it's content, but it's audience and but it's also like every day is the same. Like even though in this game it says even though in the game it says day one, it's like actually this is just yeah, every it could day be that every yeah. day of the pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah I don't know. It, the the just meta fuckery meta fuckery yeah. i mean the, the video it's game a bit, we- yeah it's very good it's um, just entertaining i also love the the way that he perfectly captures the banality of a lot of the way people make that content oh my god and like the where he's just like 
where he's like reading chat and they just like check the door and he's just like, oh, of course I'll tell you. It's like, that's such a stream thing. Mm. People will be like playing a game and the chat will just like tell them what to do. And it's like, some people get like annoyed at streamers with, I'm, the fuck, no, I'm not going to get into this, but like, yeah, no, it's very well distilled. I'll just say that. Very, very good. Very yes. good, Bo Burnham. You did a good job. You did good. You did good. Um, we've then got the pairing of shit and all time low, um, which sort of then pivots into what is the back like half. a sack of shit. Yeah. Um, this whole sequence is so, okay. We have, we have the video game bit and then we have Bo going to sleep. Yeah. Um, now, the way that I read this, because he wakes up later before the ending, the way that I read this and, and have always thought about it since the first time I saw it is that this is basically like us going into his subconscious or this is kind of like him taking us into his internal world. The rest yeah. of the show feels external. It feels um, he's talking about the world and things writ large. Then we're moving into this liminal like internal space, um, which so no longer are we just inside the room. We're now inside, inside the room. Yeah. And a lot of these songs are like pretty bombastic yeah. these are like the big songs as well yeah like they they're all like pretty like dense in their content and like there's a few just like throwaway like there's jeff bezos too which is like fuck it's okay but yeah like and i guess like part of me is like maybe these were the songs that were written like in like peak lockdown mm. at least they kind of feel like it like these feel the most like the most relevant the most kind of like yeah, you kind of had to live through early 2020 yeah. to have this kind of, like, have these kind of feelings. Yeah, and I and I think that's because of the underlying <clears throat> darkness that is, it's, it's this chaotic darkness, there's this entropy to them. Yeah. That, that feels very emblematic of, of what that time felt like. Um, I think all these songs are, like, in the dark with lighting rather than having yeah, natural light. Yeah, there's... So the yes, think. there's one mo- there's there's a there's a moment in the middle where he does a monologue that is lit, but it's lit with like false prophetic light, as if like it's it's reason that Jesus imagery. Um, yeah, that's yeah, that's where it's like the lighting with where he's like the yes, we can't go to the surface or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I th- but if that's I th- still like being lit artificially. Yes, yeah. and and so what we get here is a sequence <laughs> of songs that, in my mind, are really this like it, it's this de- de- it's delving into what it's like to be not just inside and be in lockdown, but, but be someone who is depressed and anxious in this environment and be someone that be someone that is, that is tortured by both that depression and anxiety and creativity and 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 the world and the, and the world writ large. And there is nothing more relatable and poignant to me than this sequence of songs to the point where like, it, it kind of breaks it breaks my brain a little bit each time I watch it because I'm like, it's just like wait once, fucking wait, it's way yeah. too close to home. Um, so we start with "Welcome to the Internet." Um, well, after the feeling like a sack of shit. Yes, I mean I, I don't want to litigate this too much because they they they're just they're like, pretty straightforward. Yeah, they um, it's it's preparing us for what's to come. He's, yeah. he's giving us a bit of a. There's like the talk. Ca- there's like the talk to camera about mental health, which is like has like a that big poppy like fun bit in the middle, which is just like classic bow more mm-hmm. like contrast. Um, but then, yeah, the the internet song. Yeah, it's a lot. So, this is the one that struck a nerve with me a lot. And I'm going to talk about TikTok some more. Okay. So, the song is really, it's like, yeah, like, just the the absolute, like, avalanche of content that you can consume on the, on the internet. And, like, this is an important, like, word that he uses. Because, like, the internet versus the web are two, now they're two very different things. Mm-hmm. Um. But we'll get into it some more. 
So like, obviously like, you know, if you go to your Facebook and your, your, your Twitter and your stuff and you can just like consume content mm-hmm. on these, on these sites, on these platforms, really like TikTok is terrifying because so like Facebook and Twitter, you have to follow people, right? YouTube, you tend to like look at your subscription, yeah, your subscriptions, like mm-hmm. whoever you're subscribed to, yeah. maybe follow the sidebar, like whatever you, you, you kind of curate your own content to a degree. Yeah. TikTok, you join in and you get given one screen, which is just like, there is a screen of like, oh, people you follow, but it defaults to this page, which is like the for you page. And that's like the algorithm feed. Mm. And it's, you just like, you watch a video and then you're done with it and you swipe up, you get a new video mm. and it goes on forever. Mm. Like Facebook, if you keep scrolling, you'll eventually get yesterday's shit. And you'll be like, I've already read this and or, you'll stop. Twitter, I mean, you'll keep going. You'll get yesterday's shit. You'll be like, I'm done. It's just never ending. TikTok doesn't end. And the, Fuck, the, the, the algorithm that they use to like, sort of like uh give you stuff is like it's it's uncanny like a lot of people would describe this just like oh my god it like it like it figured out exactly what i enjoy and it's like yeah that's kind of fucking weird though hey Mm -hmm. it's like it's not like youtube or facebook where it's like it counts engagement as like you subscribe to someone or you like their content or you you watch like a whole video or stuff like that tiktok is like if you like spend a second longer on a video on like a certain video, it's like they'll track that. And then it's like, if you if you open the comments, if you open the comments for a video, it'll be like, mm, they opened the comments for this video. Oh, I hate like if you, <sighs> if you swipe across to view the profile, but then you don't follow them, you go back and then you keep going through, they'll be like, ah, we know that you looked at their profile. That's horrifying. So it just like- It tracks every single action. And even just like, if you see something and you immediately swipe off, they actually track that as just like, oh, you clearly didn't like it. So it's it's not just like like on YouTube you can you can like view a video be like I don't like this and mm-hmm. leave but it still it count it counted you as an engagement yeah but on TikTok if you see a video and you swipe off immediately it actually it's like oh that was an engagement a negative engagement like it, it's it's this next level of like algorithm and it means that like you can just sit there and just scroll forever that's hard and and the more you scroll the more engaging the more it figures out about you and the more it like there's these memes where people be like oh i'm I'm on gay tiktok or i'm on straight tiktok or i'm on like frog tiktok can we just put out all of our phones in the bin because that's (laughs) what are we doing because it 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 goes it'll figure someone out and be like oh this is like like you're a bisexual male i'm going to start feeding you content that other bisexual males have have engaged in a certain way with yeah right and it's it is like it's insane. The, like, it's, it's actually crazy. So this is something that I noticed with Instagram. Um, one of my exes was super into Instagram. Um, and when I, like, I say that with, with as much, like, as derogatorily as, as I don't mean it. It's just, like, it, it's one of those things where it's, like, it. I never understood the appeal. Fair. Because it was all, all that you're doing is you, and it was the stories in particular. It's the similar mechanism where you're just moving through stories, and then eventually, it's just it's just hitting you with stuff it thinks you're gonna like. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of like other platforms have started just like trying to copy the TikTok model, mm. where it's just like so like YouTube Shorts is basically the same. Yeah. TikTok's oh, sorry, uh, Instagram Stories is the same. Like once you finish the stuff you're following, it's like all right now I'm just gonna start giving you stuff I think you like. TikTok is just pure content. Like you, half the time you don't even know you don't even care whose it is like the little icon of the person who made it's just in the corner. And it's like, there's no connection to like who made it really. It's just like "Eh, more content, "Eh, more content. See, that's, that's really like, that's super. I mean, that's, it was, this is obviously always going to happen. This was the natural evolution of of everything that's happened for the last 20 fucking years. 
The, the, yeah. So so this song, back <laughs> to the song. So that's <laughs> like that's so that's like the first bit of the song. It's like that's where we're up to with this technology. Uh-huh. The the bit where I and I alluded to this when we were watching it again, where I was just like, like um, Bo knows more than he's like, or he's letting on the fact that he knows quite a lot about how the internet has worked. Mm-hmm. So the internet is sort of like these days you'd call it the internet, like you go Facebook and you Twitter and your stuff, but those. Those differ to the web. Yeah. So the web was like, yeah, he references like in the late 90s, that kind of time period where you didn't have the internet. You just had like the web and the web was like personal blogs, like a few chat rooms, like just like people having personal websites. Yes. Like people like forums, like all, all these parts that were the web before like Facebook came along and before Mm -hmm. Twitter came along and before all of these platforms took all of those like communities and kind of just integrated them into themselves. So like we were around when like forums were a thing mm. and like pre pre Facebook kind of around when MySpace was a thing. Yeah. And like at that point you had, yeah, like you didn't have just this constant stream of content because you kind of, you didn't go to the, you didn't go to the web to, to just like consume. You went to the web to, find something you had there was like a deliberateness to you had to know what you were looking for and you had to find it and then you would go there intentionally whereas now you just go to facebook you and oftentimes you're not even logging you're not even going onto the internet you're going onto the facebook app and he makes a comment in the song about like the plan was always to put the world in your palm and that it's it's the idea that these these fucking things these little fucking rectangles the this 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 is the problem and the and the so the thing is this is where i'm like this is where the, this is why he has the Jeff Bezos song part two mm. is that this, this song specifically when it goes back to like, Oh, the past time he talks a lot about just like, we knew you were coming. We knew what you wanted. Mm. The, the, we is these early internet users because like Zuckerberg was a nerd. Like Musk was a nerd. Like all these people were early internet users and they created these platforms which then caused the shift from the web to the internet. Yeah. If you want to know more about this, this is a really good Wired article called The Web is Dead, Long Live the Internet. If you Google that, you'll find it. Um, it's had a lot of talk around it. It's not a great article, but it kind of gets into this idea that like, you, we don't actually have the World Wide Web anymore. We have the internet and we have platforms. Yes. So it's like, no, like everyone's going on Facebook or everyone's using their phones to use the Facebook app to talk to people they're not going no one's actually going https dot slash slash facebook.com or like my friend's website.com see i see i still do that stuff because i'm an old user yeah yeah yeah. so you're that's the people don't do that anymore no 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 one does it like like you're not like Like people use the internet to use these apps which are basically these walled gardens yeah and like sure they have you can kind of connect between them but nine times out of ten it's the one company owning multiple apps yeah. like the facebook ecosystem is facebook whatsapp instagram yeah, like they they're like that's all we need for full social interaction if we ho- if we own all of them we own social interaction which they do which they do to be fair and then they got us and so like this song where it's like it goes to the slow bit where it's just like you know the the early days in the internet and it's just like we knew we were coming and then just like that manic laugh mm. is just like that again like he's playing the bad guy like he's He's literally Jeffrey Bezos. Well, he's he's also tacitly agreeing that his like Bo's Bo became famous because of those platforms. He's saying I'm part of the problem. Like yeah, I, I was but, one of the early people that dragged us all into it. Well, because even like early YouTube was just intended to be a place where you could upload a video to then embed in a different website, which is what 
most of us did with which it. is what most in or like just to share video like yeah. through an email or through like a forum because it was like sharing video was hard because video was big and big expensive and, and internet was slow yeah. so like youtube was like hey let's just like let people put shit on our service for free which is like doesn't make money no which is why they have it's, never made money never youtube money. is in the red always, always. <laughs> them and uber which is like yeah. they don't make money but they have so much control that they can funnel money into other places fucking world's fucked we can't ex- we can't explain no no one understands we, it we can't we can't explain transactional finance <laughs> to you okay but, but su- suffice it to say that that is that idea of not needing to make money is like a really pernicious it's a, it's a weird thing. it's complicated um but yeah it's like early youtube wasn't making money but because it, it was just based around this idea of letting people share video mm. but it's it morphed into being a platform like yeah. instead of being linked to youtube be like hey watch this cool video you go to youtube to find the videos mm. like instead of like instead of like calling someone up to talk to them you go onto facebook and then you f- like you find them on messenger yeah <clears throat> so and again like this links into like the jeffrey bezos part two where it's just like hey i'm talking about that i'm talking about that jeffy boy I'm talking about Jeff. it's literally the like my like my interpretation the, the only reason both those jeffrey bezos songs exist is to dunk on rich people yeah. and to point out the fact where it's just like people like jeffrey bezos are like the reason why the internet is like it is now yes and and i think and this th- is like this is like i like i love like the old web because like, we would just just like just in time to catch a little bit of it, it before it all good. went to shit. It was, it was great. Good. Like I love forums. I love like having a community that's separate from like the grossness that is like Facebook. And look, there are still spaces where it's happening, but it's like it's rare. Far between. Yeah. Like, I you know I still go to like waypoint.vice.com and read the waypoint articles, and I listen yeah. to the waypoint podcast, and I go to the waypoint forums. But like that's because it's only it's it's me and like every other 30 year old male yeah like it's just this like small pockets of it still and even like more and more like when you when you have like that community build up around like a traditional web thing Mm. it's like they'll have a discord server yeah and it's like that's different that's that you are going to discord then like you you're, you're just hopping to a different part of the internet you're actually not that's not the web yeah, that's and that's that's an interesting. That's actually a really interesting observation. I think that's probably why we we were never as successful as we could have been because we never had that. We never like we were in a tra- we were in that transitionary period. Where it was just like you had to kind of you had to be on the like on the verge of making the Discord. You had to already you had to already have a big one. Or I have I have a, I have a, I have a brief presentation of some information for you at the end of this about the show and like numbers and stuff like right. that. But part of what's interesting to me about this discussion, particularly in context with Bezos too, is that realistically everything up until this point has been providing you the context you need to understand why this stuff is bad everything he's talked about before then is laying out the outcomes of these things right that it's it's okay you know this this is how the world works this is how things function okay then it's let's talk about um the different bits and pieces that go into it let's talk about the way that that's flattened you know digital interaction through sexting um you know let's talk about unpaid interns and the way that they're treated and then the flattening of entertainment with the the reaction videos and then it's the problematic of like why hasn't been cancelled and then it's the great chorus of like are you enjoying it and then with the video game where even life is becoming its own spectacle yeah and then suddenly 
all of that comes to a head in Welcome to the Internet, where it's like, well, that and, and Bezos Part 2, where it brings it all together and it goes, hey, look, these fucking people did this on purpose. <laughs> yeah. This wasn't an accident. Yep. Like, they, these individual malicious actors took advantage of the system and did these things on purpose to make money. Make money, yeah. And that, the, 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 if you're on TikTok, on your fucking phone, you're making the money. If you're on Facebook, sending a message to your fucking cousin, you're making the money. <laughs> like, these platforms exist to sell your information and sell you advertising. And the second that you cotton on to that doesn't make a difference because you can't fucking change it. Yeah. And that's kind of the point of the song, in my view. It's like, it's like, hey, look, look at how open we are. Welcome to the fucking internet. Let me lay out all of our dark mm. secrets. Oh, you don't like that? Sorry, here's Bezos part two. You can't change it. Yeah, you, you're not you're not powerful enough to change it, and that's really like I think that's really clever. It's it's a really like sort of poignant way of articulating the complexity of the underlying issue, and then the powerlessness of most people to do anything about it. Um, obviously, absent the fact that like if everybody stopped using Facebook tomorrow, the world would be vastly different. <laughs> but that would never happen. But that would never happen. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else in that one, or do you want to get into the? No, I think that's it. The sad that's must feel. The okay, internet let's, sucks. Let's talk about the sad stuff. So. Next, we get that funny feeling, which is my oh. one of my favorite songs of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, this. I mean, I guess this song is so well written because it, it you kind of it leaves you the question, which is like, okay, well, like, what is that funny feeling? Because I, I feel like everyone kind of has a different, mm. different like they they come away with a different message from this. Yeah. Um, do you want to share with the class? Do you want to go? First? I yeah. What is that funny feeling well, to you? Let Let me table set the song a bit. So sure. it's it's. <laughs> So it's it's Bo basically sing uh, about various different kind of things that have happened recently, particularly in the last year, yeah. um, that are very anachronistic and seem unlikely. Um, and then he's talking about this thing that creeps in from time to time, which is this like funny feeling. Um, and, and, and you know, for me, it, it really is this uh, the the underlying existential kind of depression and anxiety that that kind of sits at the nexus of all of my creativity and who I am as a person. There is this undercurrent of it's, it's, it's like a, a subtle toxin that is always there and it, and it goes it comes and recedes and it never, you know, it never goes away forever. And it's this, it's this inherent paradox because, you know, it, it comes in waves. And so when the, when the tides out and things are good and better, they never Think things are never fixed, but they're better, and then eventually you forget that it's coming again, and then something happens, like an anachronistic, yeah. and then it sneaks back in, and then suddenly you're in a dark place again. And two of the lines for me that that really illustrate that is the the the, the comment which we we've, we've sort of previously litigated, which is um, twenty thousand years of this, seven more to go. Which is that idea of like things always feel like they're ending. Yeah, there, there is this constant. Like surely, surely it can't get worse. Surely it has to. Surely this is as bad as it gets, and then it and ends. Then it, and then it ends, but it never ends and it always gets worse <laughs> yeah. until it doesn't. And then, you know, the, I mean, the, the implicit sense that the world is always ending is something that uh, is something I really enjoy. You know, a lot of the, the fiction I enjoy has this undercurrent. Like I've been rereading The Dark Tower um, and that's all about this idea of things feeling like they're moving on. And, and you know, it, it, for, it, for me personally, this felt like, you know, it felt like things started to end in 2005 and, and, and they never did. They, they, it still feels that way. Yeah. Um, and I've just, I'm just, let's just, my brain, like, just, that's just reality and how it feels sometimes. Yeah. And that's kind of crazy. I don't know if that's like a super relatable thing. Um, so my takeaway from this and like sort of the, what the funny feeling for me was, I think similar. I sort of took it where we sort of live in an age where it's, there's so much, there's so much information. You get so much just like news about like what's happening where it's like, 
like the world's ending there's like the you know like with the line where it's like uh like gift shops at shooting ranges like mass shooting at the mall where yeah. it's like you kind of hear about that and you're like yeah okay um like that's a thing that like is happening but for me like the and like all of those things you kind of like you kind of just like i've heard of that happening or it's like i'm aware of that happening blah 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 for me the funny feeling is like it's when it's when you come across something that you've known exists but like it hasn't ever really affected you because you've been like so far away from it but then it happens to you mm. and you're like you're like wait no this is this is meant to happen to other people mm. like, oh that's interesting where it's like you know like i can imagine that like if you spent you know if you grew up in like or a certain country that has um gun violence issues um and and you kind of you know hear about these mass shootings and then one happened like close or like that it directly affected you you'd, you'd be like it's not meant to happen to me well, that fucking happened with like the christchurch shooting. yeah like so literally we, we were like what yeah, the we were fuck? like wait what the heck and that like, doesn't happen and it's yeah. like that happened in new zealand but like it was done by an australian and yeah. we were like wait what the it fuck like happen. i thought we i thought we weren't that yeah and you kind of have and like another line of that where it's like googling derealization Ugh. hating what you find that line bodies me every time where you're like yeah because like i don't know about you but it's like i didn't know what derealization was for a long time like I, I i knew it was a word and i knew it was a thing but like yeah the first time i googled derealization i fucking hated it i was like oh wait really that's it you know i'm, I'm a high-functioning depressive who's been going to therapy for years i yeah. heard about that in like 2014 where it's just like intrusive yeah. thoughts i just called those thoughts <laughs> Yeah, well, like, and that idea of the intrusive thought—it's like it—it's and it's—it's it's so interesting to me that the, the special is full of these intrusive moments in the middle of the comedy. Mm. You get comedy, and then you have these intrusions of like weird depressive shit or anachronistic stuff. Yeah, and it's—it's it's like this. This song is describing, well, the, the the special actually the special is describing this song. They're mirrors for each other. Yeah, the the, the the song in describing these things and how this stuff slips in and, and these intrusive like little blips is the special it's these intrusive little blips getting in the way of the comedy or getting in the way of the stuff but that's just like reality like that happens yeah um, I, I think like yeah the I've, I've written down here it's like for me the funny feeling is like the realization that like you're not unique like mm -hmm. you are like when when there is a statistic that says like you have a one in something chance of being killed by a falling coconut and then you die to a falling coconut so it's like you were that one in something yeah it's like congratulations you're the statistic and it's like every and, and because we live in such like an information age it's like everyone is part of the statistics of the statistic of life and especially now in these end times we hear about yeah it's all bad you know when you hear about like case numbers That's all, we, all we talk about is, is yeah, numbers. it's case numbers yeah so like you when you kind of think about like it's it's hard to be like oh you know we are like it was like 500 cases but then if, if you know someone who was one of those cases you're like oh, i was actually 499 plus my friend jim right <laughs> oh that's the realest shit of the, the that you said you said something there which is you're the statistic yeah that's exactly fucking it yeah and and then and then when it kind of moves on and you hear about like especially like, like it kind of i feel like a lot of this like end welding and like end of the world stuff it kind of comes to like global warming where mm. it's just like you're hearing scientists say like like 2040 shit's fucked and you're like yeah but that's 2040 and you're you don't realize that it's just like 2040 is over there <laughs> Like, it's next door. It's next door. Like, like that is us in 
you know, less than 30 years. Or 20 so, I mean, years. like, think of think about less like, than 20 the, years. Think about the, the, the last like seven years where it's like, oh, you know, ages ago, you know, Ben Elton was writing books about wouldn't it be funny if like a reality TV star became president or whatever. <laughs> and like that shit goes and happens. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah, like all of the things that were supposed to not happen. Like, I, th- I made a tweet at the start of, I made a tweet at the end of 2019 when we were getting bushfires. And I was like, oh, occasionally something will happen and you'll think, oh, wow, this is apocalyptic. And then it ends. This time it hasn't ended. That was in reference to just the fact that we were having bushfires for so long. And like, we get bushfires in Australia. They'll last like a weekend. They'll go out. The sky will be red for a day. It's Mm. it's apocalyptic. Shit was like, but it ends. This was like months. Like, and like it, like many people were being like, do we just live with a red? Like I literally had thoughts where like, are we just going to live with a red sky for the rest of our lives? Kind of. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing about like, you know, it's like it, it, we're going to be living with this forever now. Um, yeah. This is going to be, you know, obviously, it's like, what, like it'll, whatever. It'll become like the flu or whatever. Yeah, or it'll, it'll become endemic. But, but like, it still feels a bit weird. And for me, that's the funny feeling where it's just mm-hmm. like, mm. and then like later in song where it's just like, we were overdue. It doesn't say what we're overdue for, but I think like everything. Yeah, it's like we were overdue for this. Like, surely we can have la- like, surely we can have lasted this long and not completely fucked ourselves over so uh, i wrote this so i wrote this article about um the dark knight rises the other week about this exact concept of like there's there's a quote in that which i think is so perfect where catwoman's talking to batman and she's like there's a storm coming mr wayne you and your friends better batten down the hatches because when it hits you're all gonna wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave so little And it feels like this is a reckoning. Yeah. But it feels like the reckonings keep happening and they haven't stopped. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. you know it's what I mean? Like, we thought we had a reckoning last week. We got another one. Well, it's like, you know, I was. I was HR I was, called up. There's another reckoning. I was, <laughs> I was saying this to someone the other day where, the, you know, I was like, you know, I had all this, like, I had the worst year of my fucking life last year. Like, it was really, really bad. Um, worst life of the year. Worst year of your life so, so far. So far. And then, and then this year, I'm like, yeah, things are better. And then I'm like, ah, but this, this went wrong and this went wrong. Mm. And then I'm like, I can't see and it's just like all these things keep happening and they're always happening and that's the point and that when we get to the you know the, the next song that is like god like it is just such a fucking hard thing to be bottle up and encapsulate but Bo's done such a good job of doing it with eloquence yeah um so before we get to that that other song we do have um this bit where he's trying to say that he's done like that he's finished or oh, he's trying to say that he's been doing it for a year yeah, and and then we get a few like kind of cuts and, and morphs and things like that, and then we get a cut back to the mirror. Yeah, where because so he's he's trying to he's trying to wrap it up and do a, a wrapping up monologue, mm. and he keeps fucking it up, and it's really hard to tell if that's real frustration. But if you ever if you've ever had to record a script to exact timing, like we've done over the years, mm. when you fuck something up like that, I remember doing video essays, and if you get the line wrong, you would get it wrong like ten times in a row. Yeah, and you get to the point where you're like, come the fuck, like you get yeah. it's like genuine. And not, and not even that you and like yeah the last fuck up is never like you actually do a fuck up it's that your brain does the fuck up for ah. you and then you're just like I can't. you're like no i can't do it anymore yeah and he's like why you're doing fine it's like no i wasn't no i wasn't <laughs> i just wasn't there yeah <laughs> it wasn't the one i decided that was not the take <laughs> yes and then yeah my brain my yeah exactly my brain decided to tell me that no so then we get to the um i'm not well um, where he it's Bo's looking in the mirror again in the mirror again um, and again it's hard to tell if that's real or not but it seems pretty hard so to this tell. is a sh- there's another shot where so the camera in this special is interesting I think it appears about three times you actually see the camera mm-hmm. so one at the very start where it's like 
zooming into the lens and the lens is just like this black void mm-hmm. and it's kind of meant to be like oh that's like the camera or whatever is the, the next time you see it is where he's introducing the special mm-hmm. and the camera's just there and the, he like moves the camera and you're like you know it's me and my camera and you and your screen and you're like okay this is cool the camera lens is not a black void it's actually it's an actual camera lens yeah in this one it's the same shot of him and the mirror with the camera but the camera is the black void again yes and it's like slowly zooming in and the camera is also out of focus this time so i sort of took as just like at the start like everything was in focus nice and like cinematography wise everything was stopped down you could see everything everything was nice and in focus then the next time it's like the the focus is shitty like it's super shallow depth of field the camera's out of focus even though it's zooming in on it Mm -hmm. and it's the subject it's like it's almost like he's lost focus well, yeah. <laughs> in a very it, obnoxious it, kind of well, but like, metaphorical yeah, it, way. I, I mean, I, th- I think it is that like, yeah, it's... I took that as like, we are not the focus anymore. Like us as the camera, because that's our point of view. Like, like when, like post, like I'm sure we went into this being like, it's going to be me and the camera. We're going to do this special. And by the end of the pandemic, like, you're like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, and, well, and, like, and go and fuck off. Then it becomes, then he's like, then it's no coincidence. The next song is called All Eyes On Me. Yeah. We're no longer the focus. We, 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 we become an audience member again. Well, We're not part of it. And it almost feels... Yeah, because he, like, he picks up the camera and fucking well, dances and, well, around with but, you. And, and, and he starts playing applause and laughter. Yeah. The, the audience is placed back in the scene yeah. from being a participant. We're now just a fucking audience. And this, this whole song feels like... It feels almost like, like cultish or like spiritual kind of sp- coming on from a previous bit he does about like... Like, oh, so good to be back at live comedy, blah, blah, blah. Where he's like sort of presenting himself as this like cult leader figure. This song, it feels it feels really like like coming in the water's fine. And then you have this like call and response. It's just like you say the ocean's rising. It's like, like I give a shit. It's like you say the world is ending. It's like, buddy, it's already gone. Like he almost feels like this prophet character where he's just like the world's over. Just like, just come with me. Like I'll save us all. Like I yeah. have the solution. And like it's. Probably not great, but like, what the fuck else are you gonna do? Well, I, th- I think, yeah. I mean, th- so so that's, in- that's an interesting reading. I, I the way that I took this song the first few times I've seen it, because I mean that that is it is interesting. The the way I took it the first few times is, you know, we're in the proper deep dark part of the night at this point. Like we're still in this sequence before he wakes up. Yeah. This is like the fucking this, this is, the last is midnight song before he wakes up. Yeah, and, and and you know, much like the Kanye rant. Um, this is like, hey, look, you can't fucking look away. He literally demands your attention. Mm. He places the audience back in the scene. We hear the applause. We're in the scene again. And, you know, it, it's it's clear to me that, you know, th- this song is like confronting and loud and weird. And there are these incredible harmonies that sometimes become discordant. Mm. And toward the end, it's just him in the background. Like, th- it's the track. And then it's him in the background making really fucking weird noises. <laughs> like, if you listen to this with headphones on like a really high quality, like in the 4K or whatever. Yeah. The, you can hear Bo just like yelling at the microphone in a, like over the top of the recording. It's really weird. Um, like for me, it's confronting. It's uncomfortable. This is like the peak of the depression and the anxiety and like the world. Mm. This is like, this is what it feels like when you're mid things going wrong. When, when, yeah. you're, when you're in the middle of a depressive spiral. This is what a panic attack feels like. It is what a panic attack feels like. And it's yeah. loud and confusing. And then and then there's someone yelling at you. And then you're moving and you can't see anything. And reality, you have this spinning. Well, it's literally derealization. You you can no longer identify what is yeah. where you are and what's going on. Yeah. And, and the intensity of it, right? But I think crucially, and this is why I fucking love this special, is that that happens. And then Bo takes us through to the other side. 
He wakes up. And you wake up, and then eventually there's daylight. Even mm-hmm. even in the darkest, most manic, those anxiety-inducing nights, the nights where you're like, "How the fuck do I keep being alive?" You wake and up, you, and and I love this segment that you mentioned that where it's sort of like this analogy of like being in like the worst state and then waking up because then in the way he's sort of doing his morning routine and he's sitting and he's actually watching the video of mm. the song and he does he close the laptop he does that after but, it, but it's he's eating cereal and, and he's kind of watching and it's almost like uh, like after you have like a panic attack mm. and you've kind of calmed down in a bit and you, you're like you're you're a bit spaced out for the rest of the day because mm. panic attacks take a lot of energy to do you know you, you gotta go you gotta you gotta feed yourself and make sure you're ready to have it's your like, body it's your body thinking it's dying <laughs> it's fine it's great yeah. um but like afterwards you always have that bit of self-reflection where you're like what the fuck yeah and it's a, yeah, he's like watching himself and he's always he's almost like well <laughs> Well, it's that like, happened. Well, the, the 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 line that I think speaks to that really well, and this is where I think this is why I think it's such a consistent piece of this is like that that line that you alluded to, which is you say the world's ending, baby, it already did. That is like the most poignant expression of depression, where mm. it's like it literally always feels like the world's ending, but it it, it already ended, and now it's ending again. Yeah, and that's fine, and it's just part of it. It's yeah. part of this is part of this, the process. Part or it's like, oh no, I'm having a p- p- panic attack, and it's like, yeah, no shit, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> been having yeah. one for the past five minutes. That um, yeah, that that <laughs> that fucking song, man, is like, yeah. it's a lot. Um, it really does like speak to just this. Yeah, it's it's a very very accurate, articulate expression of what is a really complicated <laughs> thing to try and communicate. And mm. I think if you're someone that feels those things and goes through those things, you'll watch that and immediately be like, ah, yes, mm. this. This is that feeling. Yeah. This is that feeling that he's talking about. That feeling is this sense of complete derealization during this panic. This, this, you are powerless against it. All you have to, all you can do is fucking ride the storm, baby. Mm. That's all you can do. Yeah. Um, and then we get obviously the kind of closing song the following morning. We wake up with a bit of a routine. He says, look, it's done. And then we get goodbye, which is the ending song. So that, as I picked this up on the second watch, it opens with him. I assume, like at the start of the project, yes. he's got shorter hair. So, so it's sh- like this shot's, is like yeah, from the start. this is like take one. Like he's already written the ending, and it yeah, it's it's funny because in the song and like like this. So the three songs he that get like a reference at the end of this is like uh, there's a little bit of everything. How could you joke at a time like this? And then looks look who's inside again, which is different. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like. Was it the case of like he wrote this song the first bit, but then like and like it it fades to him actually performing it at the end where he's like long hair, beard, etc. And it was like, did he add those? Did he add those extra bits on the end, being like, ah, oh, like these part, like these things I've realized or, over this process are yeah. important enough that I need to like bring them up again, mm-hmm. or. Did he write the whole show at the start of the pandemic and the whole thing is a performance? I mean... Do you know what I'm fucking talking about? Do you know what I'm fucking talking about? Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, you can't really... But that's the point. That's the point. That That's his whole argument. That's his yeah. fucking thesis. Is like, all of these things are real and happening and honest expressions of things in the world mm. and depression and... Ex- all this stuff is real, but it's a performance. And it, it's, it, it lacks authenticity because it's through a screen. It's still, it's still a performance. Yeah, and it's like, do you need... The, do you need a pandemic to make this any more or less of a performance? Correct. Like, does does this happening during 2020, when we all knew what was going on, maybe not necessarily with Bo, but we knew what was going on in general, mm-hmm. does that change the 
like sure some of the songs hit a bit different <laughs> and some of the songs are a bit more like relatable mm. lol but do, yeah does it change the fact that it's you know it's like we don't know how much both struggled throughout the pandemic all we have is this piece of artwork mm. that implies some things but then at the same time with the context of bo burnham what we know the things that he has done where he's just like just impossible to tee down mm-hmm. well, that's somewhat the point and yes I, and i think that's the point of the show i think the point of the show is like these are all honest things that we can all relate to to the things we've all felt they're, they're all true but i'm not saying they're all true for me i'm just saying they're true and that's what Bo does really well yeah and that, that's that's I, I think that's that's that is what artists should do right we we present truths they don't necessarily have to be our truths but they have to be they have, they to, have to be true. They have to be true to, to, to have impact. Every good bit of art is like that. Think about Bojack. I don't think every person that worked on Bojack, you know, is, is a man depressed. depressive. <laughs> I would assume. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I'm sure but, a few of them, but not all of them, surely. And, you know, if, if I'm writing something about depression or if I'm writing something about uh, falling in love or heartbreak or whatever it is, th- it's usually true. It doesn't necessarily mean it's always the full truth or my truth or a truth that I'm feeling at that point. And I think that's like, this is the point of like what this special does and why so many people watch this and they fucking think about it for days. I mean, Mm. most stuff has always done that, but more so than anything else, it forces you to interrogate like your own assumptions about everything that's happened in the last year. Mm. It it makes you engage with it on a level that I don't think often happens. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. To me, to me, the way this wraps up with then him going outside and, we get the stage and the, the you know, the, the, the applause. Yeah. Obviously, that folds into the, the idea of this being a performance. Yeah, He's left the room, show, it's yeah. over, right? You, the, the, the final act is done, the curtain drops, the curtain rises back up and you bow to the audience, yeah. right? Then, then, obviously, we get him trying to get back inside. Mm. I think what's interesting about that is that is kind of tying back to look who's inside again, Bo constantly hiding from the world with this, with this authenticity. Well, yeah, because in the, in the ending song, when he references like... Give a little bit of everything, and then the other song, which I've totally forgotten. Um, how can you be joking at a time like this? When it's when it does like a, re- a reprise, reprieve, reprise. reprise of "Look Who's Inside Again." It's not him singing. No. It's like the big spotlight. He's naked now. Like it's almost like he's been caught because it, it does the line where it's like, "Put your hands up, we've got you surrounded." Yeah. It's almost like, oh, it, for me, it feels like that would be like. If someone's like, oh my God, if someone found out that he was making a new special after five years of being out and they're like, come out with your hands up and also the special, I want to see it. Yeah. And then, and he's like naked and he's like, but it was like, but it's not finished or like, but I don't want to, like I've been inside. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't want to finish it now that it's done. It's like, I have to like release it. And then yeah, him waking up. No, this happens before him like going outside and it's like a stage show and him wanting to go back in it's he's like it's almost like he was just like oh maybe i should you know maybe i should release this yeah. and then like nope this was Complete a mistake panic, yeah. nope nope i am not ready fucking let me back in but then but that's why that last shot is that so last shot good, where he's watching where he's watching it unfold <sighs> and and it's this tiny smile of like it's done well because i because it's i i mentioned this before when we we're watching it it's like i i i it's definitely seems similar to when to the shot of him watching his first YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And it would line up where it would be, you know, that's that's the start of his career. 
and then this is the most this is the most recent thing he's mm-hmm. doing if he's if we kind of see there's like maybe he's reflecting on everything that's led him up to this point which like yes yeah, a lot of the songs way. in this are him reflecting on yeah. how we got here um you're like maybe that last shot is like maybe that's the honest bit maybe that is him actually being honest being like it's done it's released it's out it's it's the the smile is like it's a little bit Kubricky, a little bit mm. devilish, a little bit fiendish. <laughs> it's got an energy to it. it. It has a vibe. You're like, is is he a villain again? Like, like where is this character? You know, like, what is this manifestation of? I th- I think it's just it's just like a reflection. I think I it's I think it's an admission that he's happy with the art he's made. Like he's I mean, happy with this. he's able to watch it. Like he, yeah, like I mean, even even if like you know like when we make stuff and it's done and you watch it through and you're like. Like, all right, okay, yep, it's done. Mm. I'm gonna fucking kick it out the door and <laughs> not watch it for three years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel that way when I release a book. I'm like, cool, I need to not read that for another year. Yes, um, you know, it's like it's there is there is a there is a grim sense of satisfaction. Yeah, because like, no one releases a book and then reads it, reads their own book immediately. No. no one like that. Just like no one makes a video and then like you watch it like before you release it mm. and then you release it and then you don't watch it again. Yeah. Unless someone was like, oh, there was a mistake in here. And you go, fucking where? <laughs> it does happen. Um, yeah, look, I, do you have any kind of closing thoughts on the special before I kind of wrap us up? I'll wrap up that part and then I've got a, a little bit to present. I know that you need to go soon. But yeah, do you have anything that you want to kind of... I'm going to go. It's the last episode. I'm going to fucking leave. fucking leave, bro. Um, I, like for me, like overall, I just... F- I think the special is like... I mean, it's fucking phenomenal. Mm. T- to me, it's like all of the individual ideas yeah it's it's full of like truth like there's i don't think there's anything in here that is like that you can point at and be like "Mm, actually i think this is actually like this like in terms of the the messages it's presenting Mm -hmm. i think i don't think there's anything in here that like is particularly like groundbreaking i think most people would agree with this or at least once informed of it would be like huh yeah like that is a bit fucked Mm. especially sort of like the commentary on like the way the world is especially like the internet and and like being a consumer and like or being a creator or things like that or just the fact that shit's fucked yeah um shit is indeed fucked and i and i think it's like it's good that stuff like this exists because then you can have conversations about it even if nine times out of ten people are just like memeing on it Mm. or just using it to like make viral tiktok videos fuck so but and like it's like yeah okay like i got exposed to a lot of these songs through tiktok before Mm -hmm. i even saw the special it didn't actually like lesser my experience of it Mm. like so so i think that makes it makes it really good like the fact that you can be exposed to just the most contrived pointless shallow garbage that is like using this work same way if you're like with like this is america if you're like lol he does a funny dance but yeah. then you watch the video and you you watch the music video and you watch inside and, and it actually still affects you. You actually still get the full effect of it. Even when in my mind, I'm like replaying TikTok memes during the song. So I'm like, I'm, st- I'm still picking up the vibes, mm. right? Like that's just how effective it is. Yeah. And, and I guess like it's proof that 
you can still do things like this. It's, mm. it, it is performance about performance, but it is something that inherently has artistic value and yeah. is saying something that's important at this point in time and will continue to be important for a long time. And yeah. it's said well, and it's said with eloquence. It's entertaining. It's thoughtful. It's creative. Like it's tremendous. It's one of those things where like, this is so tremendously creative and yeah. interesting. And it, it, it is no surprise to me that someone like Bo has done this. He's always pursuing that kind of thing. He's always looking for that different angle. And I think if there's any takeaway for, for if you're a creative person, it's keep trying to be inventive. Don't settle for the next most obvious uh, way of doing something. Always interrogate, try and do something unique. And then I think as an audience member, it's that combination of learning to, to be quiet and listen and learning to, to really authentically engage with the way things make you feel and then process and kind of work out how you're going to engage with the world on your level. Don't let don't let these fucking people, don't let Bezos, don't let these these platforms, don't let them control and decide the way that you interact and, and, and function within society and interact with the world. Yeah. You're in control of your destiny and you need to fucking do something about it before you get completely swallowed, right? This, this stuff is going to fucking take all of us if we're not careful. Yeah. And... It's really simple. You just you just have to push back a little bit at a time. Mm. You got to you got to keep ta- keep taking the territory back. Keep making those active decisions. Make choices. Don't let things be made for you. Don't let yourself just become a fucking uh, consumer that doesn't worry about how things work. Take some fucking initiative, and I think you'll find that like on on the balance, whilst your life will never be perfect, because obviously I think that's Bo's message. Like you're never going to be completely happy. Things will get better, and you'll find that. Things are more enjoyable, and that even even if you make a choice and it's the wrong choice, at least you're an, you're an actor in your own life. You're you're an active participant in reality. You don't need to let derealization take you over. And I think that for me is one of those big takeaways of like, you know, you're in control. Yeah. To 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 as, to as much extent as any of us are, you're in control, and you need to start making those choices. Um, I think that'll do it for 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 that portion. I wanted to just like. Rattle back to you a few really interesting numbers about the podcast. AFA facts. AFA facts. Real um, quick. So we published our first episode on the 12th of August, 2015. Oh, geez, 2015. Yeah. Which so is a six long years. Ago. So it was our six year anniversary. Yeah. About and, two weeks ago. Spoiler, and, it's 28th of August. Yeah. And we'd done about <laughs> six or seven pilot episodes before that for about a year before we released anything. Um, oh, so you, when are you saying, when you're saying first AFA... Is that first of the reboot of like the good stuff or are we including uh, the hour-long monstrosities? I think I'm including the hour-long monstrosities because <laughs> there was a good period before that where we couldn't work out what the show was and I didn't release any of it. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, we published, um, not including this, 456 episodes. Oh. So this is episode four, 457. Damn. Which is a lot. That's so fun. That's, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, that's a lot of podcasts. That's episodes. a lot of podcasts. Um. Over the lifetime of the show, we've had roughly uh, 432,000 unique, sorry, isn't that 400? Yeah, 432,000 unique downloads of the show with our peak average monthly downloads sitting somewhere between 7,000 and 10,000. Damn. Um, so, there's there's a few months there where we were like actively hitting about, you know, 10 to 15,000. Yeah. That was like during the early Bojack days when yeah. we started covering that. Uh, we were funded by over 100 unique patrons across the lifetime of the show. Thank you. Um, including some favorites, uh, Yoop Kumans. Oh, the um, legends. The boy, um, Cameron, oh. Anonymous Squirrel, Peter J, Sally2020, and this user cannot come to the phone right now. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that their Patreon? That's their Patreon. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's so good. Um, 
Over the course of the program, I spent approximately $30,000 in wages um, and about 10000 in equipment and utilities. Guess who got none of those wages? Well, if you had any fucking Me. work, you would have got some money. <laughs> I got paid in beer. It's all right. That's there you go. Just a lot of beer. How many beers did we drink? I didn't do the math. Ah, yeah. You got to go back and you got to count. You got to count every beer. I want to see a beer a beer count supercut. Just like a beer graph. A beer graph. It's just exponential. Oh, Jesus. Um, we had over 14, uh, 14 unique guests. Um, a few of them returned more than uh, three times. Uh, our most popular video ever was a Darker Than Black video essay, which clocked in around 92k views. 92,000! Um, it was a very patronizing video. I don't know. Like <laughs> what was it like to just know that? I want to know. <laughs> it's not Brutal. Um, our most successful episodes of the podcast were about Bo Burnham, Bojack Horseman, 500 Days of Summer, and Rick Wow. And wow. Yeah. What a surprise. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, the Dark Souls 3 Let's Play we made is the most successful standalone series we ever put together. Yeah, that checks out. <laughs> aggregating over 60,000k views for its life. That's a lot of views. Um, it's always good to meet a fan. Yeah, it's always good to meet a fan. Um, I've been, this is one of my most interesting... I, th- this to me is pretty interesting, which is that um, since we launched the show, we sold over 300 shirts. Uh, 300 than, shirts! More than... More, there exists 300 of those shirts out there. Well, this next number is going to fuck your head up. Um, over 5,000 novels. Whoa, dude, that's crazy. I've yeah, I've I've never known yeah. how like the sound numbers for your, for your novels. Yeah, pretty that's good crazy. actually. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Um, fifty five posters. <laughs> Wait, um, of like, of like Maynard posters. Yeah, there's like other posters we did yeah. for a while as well. Um, and a single laptop bag. We only saw one. One. La- what's what was the design of the laptop bag? Uh, I think it was just like a red bubble thing. I don't think it. Was, I think it was just like Dunno, the logo yeah. or something. Well, the yeah. This logo, this logo fucks. It's this pretty logo, good, this yeah. Pops, yeah. It pops pretty good. Um, How much did we spent like 20 bucks on that logo, didn't we? Uh, why, well, I, I just, I think it just went into it Fiverr. Like a contest. And I, yeah, I put like 100 bucks up on Fiverr. And the person who designed this designed like six in a row, and they were all garbage except for this except one. Except for this one. Um, it was like, how could you come across something so good if, there were other, if your other designs are so bad? It was very much just diamonds. Shouts to that person. I hope they're not was, watching this. Yeah, that was a weird disc. What if they're a longtime fan now? You made one good one. <laughs> you made one good one. This is a banger. Th- those are all my stats. I just think that's interesting. I, you know, we had a lot of people uh, who've listened to the show who've got a lot out of it. Um, I know that we got a lot out of making it. Um, but yeah, I mean, weirdest moment that one person who commented on my feet multiple in, like, times, multiple yeah, episodes, who kept coming back it was weird. Yeah, yeah you, you had a foot I'm stalker. wearing socks today. You had a foot stalker for me. He, yeah. Um, I'll cut to the wide angle so they can see your. No, socks. no, <laughs> good lord, no, no. <laughs> Get rid of that. Get rid of that. Um, look, I, all I wanted to say, you know, the last episode, um, the the show was a genuine joy to make. Um, it, it was, it gave us purpose for a long time, something mm, to kind of aspire yeah. toward. Um, in the peak and the stride of what we were doing, I think that there was, you know, it was truly a unique approach to what we wanted to do. Um, we carved out this um, incredibly niche and uh, nuanced media crit voice that, that is now kind of evolved into the zero intent publication. Um, I've been fortunate enough to work with a bunch of really interesting creative people across this period of time. Yeah. Um, and if, if you're a listener, if you've been a guest, if you've helped us out, if you've, you know, if anything from like retweeting to, to watching a video, to giving us a like, to dropping, whatever it is that you've done, if you've been a patron, um, we genuinely appreciate everybody who's been involved in this show and this kind of journey. Um, when we started this program, we were, kids um, yeah we were just a bunch of fucking idiot teenagers yeah and and, and now you know we're, we're obviously we're really, just a bunch of fucking idiot adults you know it's it's been a really incredible journey um across you know the last six or seven years i know that i've learned a lot from this process i feel like oh I'm a, gosh yeah. i'm a better creator i'm a better writer i'm a better person as a result of all of this 
Um, so yeah, literally just wanted to say thank you. Um, I'll still be around making stuff, but this is sort of the, we, we wanted to give our artists a send off it deserved. Yeah. Um, Cause it, it, it petered off and like, we've talked about this for like literally this entire year, whenever we meet up, we're like, AFA was some shit. And we're like, it stopped because it was just, it's just getting, it was getting just kind of unmanageable, yeah. just sort of the, the scope and the requirement for it. Like yeah. even just sort of the research and even just like, sometimes just like just watching things yeah. was just getting like, uh, I think like after we did that fucking Marvel shit, that we were just like, nah. we, were, we were just like this, this is not sustainable. No. I th- um, it's, it's not sustainable unless it's a full-time job. Right. Cause the amount of, yeah, which it was not, yeah. we were both working full time yeah. on top of the, all of this. And you make a good point about coverage, which is the amount of stuff we had to watch and play and read for coverage and the amount of research. So I would do like 10 to 12 hours of research minimum yeah. a week on top of the actual coverage of watching the things we were covering. Yeah. So it was like another full-time job and we loved doing it, but it just got to a point where it's like, we have other priorities that, that arose. Like we, we, we grew and changed as people. We became adults with other responsibilities yeah. um, and it just didn't become viable. And, you know, whatever we end up doing in the future, we'll, we'll be, you know, I'll still probably be, be making stuff online. You'll probably I'll pop up here and there. be involved here or there. Yeah. Like, you know, I, there'll be some things where my name will pop yeah, up but yeah. you know for the most part like i'm pretty satisfied with what we've done i, I think it's a tremendous achievement um that i'm super proud of yeah, um, same. and you know if this is the send-off we were to never do anything else i think it'd be a really really good you know yardstick uh, a point in time to look back and kind of just celebrate that this was something that we decided to do and through brute force you know i, I made it happen and then we stuck with it yeah somehow it's just, it's like it really started off as one of those podcasts that's that was destined to fail after like episode three, mm. and then four hundred later. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that's that, failed now. So yeah, was we got say, there eventually. We did, we did eventually. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, huge credit for the the success of the show goes to um, some of my mentors throughout the process. Obviously, you know, Joel Zammett, um and the Sands Pants guys there. Their antecedents during the early mm. period was really the making of of our program. I think. Yeah. Um, and then just the ability to, to be able to bounce off and, and work with so many interesting people across the years um, has definitely been, you know, a real pleasure and a joy, even when things were difficult or tough or the show was stressful or um, relationships fractured this or these things, ha- whatever the fucking things are. It's like in my mind, in my mind, at least, you know, the seven years we did will always be the seven years that we did. Mm. And, you know, people are either going to take this as a great coder and, and be happy that it's <laughs> over or, or want more. And either way, like, you know, I... Well- too fucking bad. By the way, too bad. We're doing done. more. Fucking done. Um, <laughs> yeah. Show's over. The show's over. Um, it's done. And that's yeah. kind of crazy. Fuck. I'm so glad to not have to do this shit again. I mean, it's been great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, but it's like, also exhausting. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, look, that'll do it. Um, this will be... This This is This is it. So, this is the last one. Um, look, appreciate all your support. Yeah. Uh, we'll still be around doing stuff. But yeah. I think for the last time ever, I will say thank you for watching or listening. Um, and this this has been the Art for Artists podcast. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So we'll, we'll see you guys when we see you. <laughs>